0: All right, welcome to the Robert Bell Show, Sacred Fire of Liberty edition, the 21st of December, 2023. That's right. It's also known as the Winter Solstice, the shortest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. I just went out in that sunshine just to take a look at how low it is in the sky and looking forward to it beginning that rise up and the light returns. Yes, winter officially begins now, but... uh, we got a lot of good things happening here, including Jonathan E. Moore with some updates on a lot of health, freedom and healing liberty issues. And also, uh, you guys wondering about that Colorado uh, court ruling disqualifying Trump from the ballot. Jonathan's got something to say about that. He's written an article about it. We'll cover as well. Uh, also, uh, oh, an old friend of the program, uh, Dr. Carolyn Dean. She's always the, the the triple threat. She's a medical doctor, a naturopathic doctor and a homeopath. Yes. The most dangerous woman on planet earth. She's on the Robert Schabell show. She's awesome. Uh, we'll have fun with her in the second hour. And we've got a homeopathic hit with a Latin named remedy. You probably can't pronounce super Don will be challenged, but it'll address uh, some eye issues and some skin issues simultaneously. Uh, so with that com slash listen for the chat room. If you're in there, say hi, where are you watching or listening from? We'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question or comment, also sign up for the, uh, patreon support group because we're going to be having a saturday ama a week from it's the 30th of december the final one of the year so uh that and a whole lot more coming up so let's get this healing party started right about now
1: the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: All right, it's good to be back with you each and every day here on the Robert Scott Bell Show, especially when we get to rekindle the sacred fire of liberty with Jonathan E. Mord, as we do each and every week here, heading into the uh, Christmas holiday. Uh, weekend. And uh, this is our Friday this week, uh, because we are going to take a a little bit of downtime, a couple of days off here, coming up and celebrate the Holy Days, as well as, uh, you know, just uh, reflect on the good things that are occurring and recognize that those things don't happen just because they happen, but they happen because we expect them. You know, the energy of, what do you expect? You get what you expect. You ever heard that? I expect Jonathan E. To bring it today, like he always does. And that's like, I win every time when I say that. But there are positive things, as I said, happening. And I know Jonathan focuses on, of course, those positives that he would bring to the equation in the United States Senate. If you go to emord4va.com, you can check that out and support this man to become the next U.S. Senator from Virginia. Here he is, Jonathan. Merry Christmas.
2: Robert. Merry Christmas, Robert. Happy New Year.
0: Happy New Year almost. We're going to get there. And uh, I want to make it a happy New Year. And that means uh, rekindling the sacred fire of liberty, as we always do together. And, uh, you know, in a a bit of a different way, we're getting closer and closer to these things called elections. And you've written another article about them, particularly because Colorado saw fit in its court system to say Trump can't be on the uh, on the ballot because uh, he's an insurrectionist. Based on what evidence, I'm not sure, but (laughs) what's going on?
2: This is a real threat. I mean, uh, frankly, this is uh, something that makes me worry about a civil war in America. Uh, This disqualification of Donald Trump under the 14th Amendment is absolutely absurd. Uh, There is no foundation for it. They don't even have jurisdiction. I mean, under Section 5 of the 14th Amendment, jurisdiction over enforcement, that is the execution of Section 3, is vested in Congress. So Congress has to act in the first instance, right? And Congress has not acted. Uh, And in addition to that, um, the parts of the 14th Amendment that they're talking about, Section Three, is totally inapplicable. It was adopted after the Civil War. It was a basis for the United States government to deal with the Confederate States of America. The Confederate States of America formed a seceded separate government with its own laws and was dedicated to the destruction of the United States of America. And so the United States of America under the constitution um, adopted this 14th amendment, which includes a section that says that if you uh, did two things, first, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States, by which they mean a violent overthrow of the United States then you would be disqualified from holding public office, from being an elector or even running for public office. And then the second provision was that if you gave aid and and comfort to the enemy, which they took from the um, treason clause of the constitution, you provided aid or comfort to the enemy, and I emphasize enemy because it has to be to the enemy, then you could likewise be disqualified and not hold office. Uh, and then it had a provision that if there was a three quarters uh, or excuse me, a two thirds vote of Congress to reverse the um, ban, then it, it could be reversed. And it was reversed in the Amnesty Act uh, that Congress adopted shortly after this whole thing became law in the Constitution. So wh- what are they doing? They disqualified Donald Trump. They said it, he violated this provision. So the question is, first, do they have the power to do it? No state court, no state has the power under this provision. They have no jurisdiction. So they acted without jurisdiction. And then they wholly misinterpreted the provision. So the provision you'd have you'd ask yourself if you got there, and they don't have the power to do it, but they did it anyway. And if you got to the substance, you would then ask, okay, what did Donald Trump personally, what did Donald Trump do to engage in rebellion or insurrection against? the United States of America. Where did Donald Trump take an action to violently overthrow the federal government? He didn't, of course he didn't. And then the second question is, okay, did he provide aid and comfort to an enemy of the United States? That means a foreign country, or it means a group that is dedicated to the overthrow of the United States government. Were the J6 protesters Uh, In cahoots with Donald Trump to overthrow the United States government? Of course not. Donald Trump told everybody to peaceably protest. He didn't, he had no involvement with specific acts of destruction of property or violence against police. He didn't conspire with anyone to engage in violence. So there's no foundation for any of this. And yet they used it and they determined, and, and furthermore, they don't even have a case or controversy, Robert. They don't even have the facts yeah. before the court and they reach this. So the whole thing is a disaster. I fully expect the United States Supreme Court to reverse this. If they don't, Robert, and there's some 20 states that want to follow them, mm-hmm. if they don't, we are in big, big trouble because well, it-, it takes away the franchise. Right. You have, you have, you have the most popular candidate running for president, and that's Donald Trump. and you take away the people's right to vote for Donald Trump? Yeah this uh, will create a rebellion. You want to you, see a rebellion and an insurrection?
0: Right. At that point it becomes an open season. Bobby Kennedy, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr, issues this own stark warning after the Colorado Court blocks Trump from the ballots. His country will become ungovernable. so he's he's warning the same kind of thing you're saying. you're, you're in agreement there that to remove him from the ballot, if that stands, it becomes, you know, an openly overt, uh, let's say, attack on the freedom of the people to choose their candidate. Now, granted, Jonathan, I think you you would acknowledge that a lot of times it's been an insider playbook in politics throughout a lot of the history. You know, it's who, who you know always, right? You're coming in as a bit of an outsider, even though you've been on the inside by tackling government through the court system, deciding to run because the FDA, for instance, wouldn't abide by the court uh, decision. Uh, yet we see that a lot of times, there are insiders that select the candidate you get to vote for and make an illusion of voting. Now it becomes overt if this occurs. And at that point, then what, right? It's not a pretty sight. This is
2: an authoritarian attack on democracy. It's an attack on the democratic process of electing a president of the United States by an autocratic or authoritarian branch of a state government. It is the Supreme court of the state government saying to voters, in a Colorado, you may not vote for Donald Trump. That's what this is. You may not vote for Donald Trump. We have the power to compel that result. And so we are depriving you of your right to choose and forcing you to choose someone else. And that is the end of democracy. If that is accepted, if that is upheld by the Supreme Court, we are in deep, deep, trouble immediately. And I think it won't be. And I think it won't be because I doubt very seriously that the current majority of the Supreme Court would ever allow this. And the reason is that neither the history nor the plain language of the uh, sections involved here, Section 3, Section 5, would allow a state Supreme Court to exercise jurisdiction in such a matter, and it would not allow a state supreme court to construe mm-hmm. the meaning of Section Three, let alone uh, execute it by com- by forcing someone off the ballot.
0: I, I think there there were like uh, three dissenting opinions in that court case in Colorado, but still to have a majority it, it just violate. Uh, I guess it's not surprising. There's a lot of violations of the Constitution in our in our various uh, branches of government. But it just has got to be embarrassing at one point to say, yeah, we're just going to do it anyway. Just like uh, like New York Governor Kathy Hochul and many times the Biden administration we will just pass it. We know it's not constitutional. We'll just see if the courts rule on it later. Who cares? I mean, that's that's the fealty to the Constitution that many people that declare uh, swear an oath to uphold it go into the various offices in the United States
2: this is our ruin, Robert, unless we change this. We have to have the rule of law. We have to respect the Constitution of the United States as the foremost rule of law, the supreme law of the land. And we have to ensure that it is upheld or the basic contract we have with our government, that is the whole idea of consent of the governed, is destroyed because the government to which we consented to through our elected representatives, has been subverted, and a new government has put it, been put in its place. When that realization dawns on the American people, they have one of two choices, either to capitulate and let it go because they're too lazy to act, and I don't believe that's us. I think the American people have had it. Or they can they can rise up, vote out the turkeys, put in people who will defend the Constitution, reestablish limits on government power and ensure that this type of thing never happens again. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to go. And if we don't do that, we're going to lose the greatest empire of liberty in the history of the world. Yeah, I look at hope for freedom on
0: how weak that many in America have become, that they're more upset emotionally once again. Uh, you know, by tweets by Donald Trump. You know, we can argue uh, policy, and that's fair, obviously, as we're always into the objective analysis from each of us and subjective analysis about these things. But you know, the basis for eliminating Trump is like they don't like him. He he offends them. He makes them upset because he tweets mean things or says things in a mean way. And 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 you know, you got people at Supreme Court levels on state and even in federal positions, elected and unelected, that are so weak. That they can't engage in, you know, the ideas of freedom and the way to manifest it or not, as opposed to, well, we just want to disqualify them because we don't want you to even have the option to choose.
2: Well, Donald Trump accomplished more as president of the United States than any other president in the modern era. As if we judge a person by their results, by what they do, which is what we should do with politicians. If we did, we wouldn't have a Democrat majority in the Senate. And but if we judge John Donald Trump by what he did, what he accomplished, the Abraham Accords, he achieved peace in the Middle East. He he fought against terrorism very effectively. He defended American interests around the globe. Domestically, he gave us an enormous tax reduction that caused an economic boom here. We had affordable gas. We had affordable groceries. We had a border that was secure. He achieved all of that despite being you know, run down by a whole bunch of crazies with Trump derangement syndrome who wanted to take him out of office no matter what without any evidence and impeach him without evidence. And they're still after him. And now they're trying to take away the opportunity for him to be reelected. And this is a massive movement of of liberal Democrats, far leftists Mm -hmm. who gain control of instrumentalities of government, both federal and state, and are wielding them in an authoritarian manner that has severe repercussions for all of our rights, not just Donald Trump's. Donald Trump's rights are being violated, absolutely, but also our rights are being violated. Our rights of free speech, our right to choose in an election, a candidate of our preference. And I think
0: that's that's most abhorrent. The, and we've discussed this on many levels here. The, the violating the fundamental right of choice or agency. You know, there's a lot of things I can tolerate in terms of, you know, people make their own choices. But when you try to deny me my choice. For my family, like, you know, we talk a lot about health freedom, right? Specifically, you know, if I want to use a natural remedy instead of a drug for whatever, what of what right does a government or an agent of the government have to prohibit me from utilizing that? And, you know, we've fallen far away from this. And maybe this is the inevitable result. It's like we didn't stand up like Benjamin Rush said for, you know, health or medical freedom. And and so it extended onto other areas. Was like how many, how many more freedoms can we take away before they finally go enough is enough? Maybe this is that enough.
2: I think so. I mean, if if this were not if this is not overruled by the Supreme Court and we see other states follow suit, I believe that we will be in very dangerous territory because people are not going to have their right to vote taken away from them. They are not going to have their right to vote for the president that they want to be president again taken away from them. And I'm talking about, and we are talking about a very large majority of the American people. I mean, survey after survey shows that Joe Biden is the least popular president ever in recorded uh, history of surveys. Mm -hmm. He's the most unpopular president. When you look at, by contrast with the surveys related to Donald Trump, he just keeps getting more and more popular every single day. And an overwhelming majority of people want that right to vote for Donald Trump. And you know what, even of course, if he didn't have any votes, taking away any of our options violates our right, exactly. violates the franchise. But if, when you take yeah. on someone like Donald Trump, who's probably the most popular person running for president, certainly is now without question, but maybe the most popular president in modern times, that person, you take them on. You say that you're going to deny all those people who support Donald Trump the right to vote for the candidate of their choice.
0: Did, did you see Everybody that they're positing?
2: Liberty he, must be outraged.
0: Yeah, they're positing in Colorado that they'll go to a caucus system if this is not overturned. Uh, so it wouldn't matter in that sense. Still,
2: they wouldn't allow him, they would not recognize the vote for him. Even so. Problem.
0: Yeah. And, of course, what we're talking about ultimately under the Constitution is your right to vote for the electors who would select the president, you know, in, in a not a pure democracy situation. That, still, many people in America don't even understand that or know why that was the system that was set up, as others have said. We want popular so elections, times,
2: Robert. You know, they can't win fair and square, so they cheat Right. the other side. That's they clear. Be, yeah. They can't beat Donald Trump in a in a fair and you know a fair election. So what do they do? They try to make it skewed in their favor by making it impossible for you to vote for Donald Trump. It's so transparent, Robert. What they're doing is so transparent. I will be stunned if the Supreme Court does not swiftly uh, find no jurisdiction and or that they cannot interpret uh, the the Section Three of Article Fourteen of the Amendment Fourteenth Amendment, because. If they don't, I mean, the consequences are horrible. You can see it happening. And there will be a, I mean, this is courting yeah. civil war in this country. I'm talking about people are not sure. going to have the right to vote taken from them. They're not.
0: Yeah, the uh, Supreme Court, I, I don't think they're going to meet until, what, early in the calendar 2024 on this, perhaps? So uh, we'll wait and see, obviously, through the Christmas season what's going to be going on. And uh, we'll be here uh, reporting between Christmas and New Year's as well. We do have... One more Sacred Fire of Liberty edition in the calendar year 2024, a week from today, still scheduled live on the air. Now you mentioned the border issue. Uh, a nation that has no borders is no nation. That's under the law of nations. I mean, you know, read Vattel, read read these uh, uh, historical things that led to our constitution, and also led to a recognition of the world community as to what a nation is and and how it's defined. Uh, Biden uh, cares not for a, uh, an independent sovereign nation based on the way he's treating the borders if, as if they don't exist. Now, you have posited that the states have a role to play when the federal government falls down on the job. I want to ask you about this article here that's referencing Texas governor signing a bill that lets police arrest migrants who enter the U.S. illegally. Does this fall into what you were discussing in terms of how the states could combat what the the feds are not willing to do at this point?
2: Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution is called the State Self-Defense Clause. It enables a state to exercise the power of war when it is invaded and that power includes the power to arrest those who invade the country or your state arrest those who invade the state detain them and expel them export them out of the country out of your state you can do that under article 1 section 10 if you're a state and why it hasn't been done sooner is appalling to me because i believe that it ought to be I know there's been federal efforts to intimidate. There have even been federal cases construing Article 1, Section 10 and defeating it. But the fact of the matter is, it is very much clear that the framers intended Article 1, Section 10, to be this self-defense for states, independent of the federal government. And that's that was exercised by James Madison himself. Uh, James Madison confronted smugglers that were coming into Virginia, and he invoked Article 1, Section 10 state self-defense clause is a basis for independent action by Virginia to kick them out of Virginia, and kick them back into the ocean. And that is um, a precedent. But of course, there are many other precedents in our history related to the power of states to defend themselves against invasion. And that's exactly what we have. So he did the right thing.
0: Well, I know that the the, the leftist media is going to rail against this as a racist, unconstitutional act by the governor, uh, xenophobic on and on the same same old tropes that they throw at it. But as is, is um, I haven't read the actual law that, that he signed that goes into effect in March. But as uh, your assessment is, it falls within that article one, section 10 then.
2: Yeah. The power of the governor. Uh, to act through the state um, and the state legislature to adopt legislation that ensures that the people are safe against invasion is a plenary power under Article One, Section Ten, very clearly. Uh, and if the federal government will not act, the federal government is supposed to guarantee a republican form of government and also guarantee against uh, insurrection and rebellion. And what you have is lawlessness writ large hitting these states because you've got massive uh, criminal trespass going on with no effort by the federal government to stop it, as well as all the subsidiary effects of allowing illegals in, which is drug trafficking, sex trafficking, uh, theft, um, all sorts of things, destruction of property. All this is going on because the federal government will not enforce the immigration laws against illegal entry.
0: Well, you know, this is something that's long overdue, and I wish more states would take it upon themselves to utilize the power under the Constitution that they have. Uh, Too often they defer to a federal government that is ineffectual or works against Uh, The interest of the states and the people, as you know, the 10th Amendment plays a huge role here in terms of nullification and even aspects of interposition when appropriate uh, when the federal government invades the states as well. It's not just foreigners. Sometimes the federal government does it, too, depending on who's in who's in leading charge of the administration.
2: Well, in the end, if we don't have this border situation fixed where we have secure borders and we don't have this criminal cartel controlling the whole entry into the United States, which is allowing the worst of the worst to come in and to just uh, pillage our nation. We're going to see the destruction of basically everything that defines us as a people. This is really at root a Soros plan. George Soros wanted forever to eliminate the United States as an obstacle to global totalitarian government. He's a globalist. He believes that the United States is the principal impediment to achieving a global government. And he has focused on destroying our border protection as a way of eliminating American nationalism, a sense of unity around our founding principles. And if you allow people in and you don't vet them and they don't have to renounce their citizenship in foreign countries, and you force upon the United States uh, you know, people who are not people who've sworn to defend the nation or to uh, work here rather than be on welfare or to uh, contribute to society rather than be a burden upon society or to even renounce the citizenship and loyalties and duties that they have to the foreign countries they came from, you end up with a nation that's no longer a nation, you end up with a country that has no ability to protect itself, and you have suddenly achieved Soros's objective. So Biden, the whole Democrat party is bought by Soros and is functioning as his agent. Likewise, he favors defunding the police. So if you Mm -hmm. eliminate protection for property and for liberty, you panic the population, A a population that is in fear is much more willing to deprive itself of its rights to achieve security. And so that's another element that he focuses upon, defunding all the police, and the Democrats have gone along with that city after city. And then he also focuses upon electing anti-incarceration prosecutors, prosecutors who will not fulfill their oath of office and prosecute criminals. Mm-hmm. And so we have the cash bail elimination, we have a early release of criminals, and we also have a total absence of prosecution in jurisdiction after jurisdiction, which means again, no defense for your safety. Uh, You again are in a position of being subjected to violence and so forth. And so that's that panics the population. Last, he wants to take away your guns. No second amendment right to defend yourself. If you have no second amendment right to defend yourself dysfunctional. functional, you have no protection against uh, crime because there's no police. And you have no prosecution of crimes, so that the, the criminals remain in the population. You destroy the nation, and this is ultimately the objective. And who is bought into this completely? Joe Biden. Who else? Tim Kaine. Who else? The leadership of the whole Democrat Party. And they—they—they are—they the single most of uh, 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 the primary financial backer of the Democrat Party today is Soros. Yes. George. Soros.
0: I, I covered, uh, uh, just, was it yesterday? Two days ago, Super Don, we had a, a, a guest on, uh, she wrote a, a, all about the Soros agenda. Uh, and, uh, I wanted to make sure that you guys connected as well because she's, she's concerned. Nobody knows about them. Like, yeah, some people do know about this agenda and it's bad. What
2: is her, what is her name, Robert? Uh,
0: Super Don, help me out here. It just, it was yesterday or two days ago. Um, I'm up to, uh, well, eight, almost 1,800 guests now, so it's hard to you remember. You don't remember
2: every single one of their names, Robert. Shame on you.
0: I remember yours multiple times.
2: <laughs> but Robert yeah. you know, Anyway, just a few days ago. But anyway, Don will give me that name, so I'll get her book. But, yeah, I, I really um, – I'm deeply concerned about this because it's really an effort to overthrow the United States government. You want to talk about overthrowing the United States government? The Democrats are in for that. Yeah, they're all in. It, uh, when they buy into Soros, that's what they're buying into. Yep. They will never be challenged under the Mm -hmm. section three of our of the 14th Amendment. Yeah.
0: By the way, uh, we have it now. Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Dr. Rachel Ehrenfeld. Super Don, can you put the link up uh, for her book and her website as well? Because we again, we discussed some very interesting things. I think Jonathan would appreciate then. And she may be in the Virginia area as well, I don't recall at the moment. Uh, also, as you do that, Super D, uh, I, I was on the emord for vacom website for upcoming events. Today, this very day, the 21st of December, there's a petition signature training event uh, that's gonna happen, I think this evening, if I'm not mistaken, around uh, what, seven o'clock tonight. Um, and it's a Google Meet training. So if you guys wanna help Jonathan, make sure he's on the uh, ballot everywhere. Uh, these are things that are so very important to defeat Tim Kaine in the coming election, who is, again, a Soros lackey and a Hillary Clinton lackey as well. Uh, So if you're in
2: Virginia, Virginia, you want to be a part of the team, uh, sign up on the website to volunteer, and then you'll be contacted. And there will be numerous of these trainings. But we have, uh, you know, individuals who run our operation in every congressional district. And we have an excellent person in Ann Parker, who is a very experienced Um, in in this whole petition process. And she's going to train people tonight uh, for our team. And they're going to be getting signatures between January and April um, in order to uh, meet the requirements of the state to get on the ballot. So this is all critical for me to be on the ballot. uh, So people will have a choice to vote for me in the United States Senate race. So it'll be done. But we've got a lot of uh, volunteers across the state and in each congressional district that are helping us achieve that objective as well as staff our own staff that is uh, doing it, including ann parker training people tonight <clears throat> so yeah that if you sign up uh, to be a volunteer and you're in virginia you will be able to participate in that training this evening
0: excellent well uh if you're listening live or shortly thereafter and it's not yet 7 p.m eastern time on the 21st please volunteer join in and help jonathan become the next u.s senator from Virginia, uh so, okay. So Soros Agenda by Aaron Fell. It's a, oh, it's in a book on Amazon. Super Don, there it is. So go ahead and put
2: that What's up real quick, Robert. Uh,
0: it's called the Soros Agenda, and uh, yeah. just came out May of this year. And uh yeah, I think this would be a good connection to make. Uh, yeah, and especially it's if she may be out, local. Okay.
2: Yeah, he's a bad man. He's a very bad man. Remember that uh, Twilight Zone episode, It's a Good Life, where yeah. Eddie was the boy who could control the world? That's what right. uh, the dream of Alex Soros and George Soros is, to control the world. And yeah. so we may be left uh, with them having that power if we don't watch out. And there we'll is. be saying, uh, you know, he's a bad man. And he is. He's a very yeah. bad man.
0: Yeah. And his son has not fallen far from that tree, apparently, in uh, uh, carrying on that oh. tradition.
2: There's a, on Instagram, if you go right now and you look up Tim Kaine, you'll find among the posts, a a picture, I mean, excuse me, Instagram, go look for Alex Soros. Uh, You'll find one of Alex Soros's posts, and it's actually a picture with Tim Kaine. And uh, it says under it, and this is Alex's language, I love this man. Hmm. So you don't get that degree of uh, love from a totalitarian unless you yourself are one, because they have no tolerance whatsoever for anyone who loves liberty.
0: Exactly. I want to continue on this discussion of of borders, border security. Uh, I remember when uh, Ron Paul was, you know, very active in Congress and running for president. He talked about, you know, the open borders, how you, you know, because a libertarian at heart would say, you know, welcome everybody in. Obviously not if you're going to do harm, but the, the point he was trying to make about open borders is like, you can't have uh, you know, free access to a country if you have access to their welfare programs, or if you have these welfare programs. That's and right. there's uh, an article here uh, about. Uh, let me see if I can find it. That said, was it like three fifths, or or it was just a significant percentage of those who have gotten here illegally, yes are currently on,
2: on welfare. Welfare. That's yes, because every single asylum seeker when they go into, quote unquote, human processing, which is what all of them do for 72 hours, the Border Patrol puts them through human processing. Well, what does that mean? At each of those instances, every single asylum seeker is signed up for welfare, signed up for food stamps, is given cash, is given a free phone that you can operate and call anywhere in the world. And in addition to that, they are given access to free education, quote-unquote free. We pay for all of this. And they also get access to medical care, free medical care, Medicaid. And you know what? They then also, through non-governmental organizations, pay their uh, flight costs, their bus costs, their train costs to go wherever they want in the United States. And we don't, they have not been vetted. We don't know what their intentions are. They aren't even asked those questions. All they do is set them up so they get welfare right off the bat and then they get to go wherever they want. And how much money are we talking about? We're easily talking about in the course of one year, over $100,000 paid into these people, each one. And how many people? They say 8 million, but you know what the reality is? It's much, much higher. It's probably in the zone of twenty million illegal aliens in the United States right now. And that number is gonna easily skyrocket with over the next two year year and a half. And so we're gonna end up with roughly ten percent of the American population is an underground economy operating illegally and being financed by the federal government to be here.
0: Uh, I want you to
2: think about it. We are paying for that.
0: Yeah, all of you who would love to be able to just hop on a plane and visit your family over the Christmas and New Year's holiday, and you have to pull out of your own pocket what's left over after you know the the, the money is stole, stolen from you to fund what the Biden regime is putting forward and others before him. And you're like, they're doing what? They get a free phone and a free trip? They get to go on Well, on and on it goes. It's like, at what point do you, if you have voted Democrat for much of your life, do you continue this? And, you know, we're honest about this. We don't claim that Republicans are clear, clean as the constitutional-driven snow. We're trying to encourage them to do better. But at this point, I acknowledge they are a lot better on a whole lot of things, uh, including this one. And I've seen some, uh, you know, issues where these leftist Democrat celebrities are complaining about their tax bill. I'm like, dude, you voted for it. Why are you complaining? Do something different. And and they seem to be in, a, in an insanity clause that they can't escape from, perhaps. Uh, due to a lot of reasons. But, you know, the idea that you could have open borders and a welfare society is just not compatible with a, a viable nation that can continue much longer. So there are a lot of vectors of attempts to destroy this great country or what's left of it. And I know, Jonathan, you're not giving up on it. I'm not either. I, I'm a realist, too, to recognize that the, the, the hardest part here is waking up the people who have no Framework Because they've been raised unconstitutionally. What do I mean by that? There's no teaching of the basis for individual liberty and its defense in our Constitution. I mean, they're being raised to be good little communists, collectivists and socialists. They're raised in our government education indoctrination system to hate America. Uh, it's astonishing that we have anybody that's for America that's in the Gen Z other than your kids and my kids, <laughs> you, know, or, you know, in this audience. You know what I'm saying? So we've got to win this, back a lot of
2: young people. Not, you know, this is not by accident. This is a no. conscious attempt at every level from the climate change agenda, which is a Trojan horse for socialism, to the open borders, which is a means by which you destroy American nationalism and imperil the domestic population by causing their lives, liberty, and property to be put at stake, and to indoctrinate our kids, and to basically destroy their sense of identity with this whole gender fluidity nonsense, and with this whole transitioning nonsense, which is so outrageous, it gross child abuse, This is all a form of cultural Marxism and a political Marxism, and it is an attempt to overthrow the United States. This is what transformational change means in the words of, of Chuck Schumer. Transformational change is to transform us from a limited federal republic that we were designed to be to a socialist dictatorship, or if you will, a communist state. That's the reality. People need to wake up to this because before you know it, in the blink of an eye, you're gonna get up one day if this doesn't change and you're gonna find, wow, I've just been fired. Not only that, I've been notified where I'm supposed to go to work next, what my salary will be based on government criteria I can't get alone because I'm a conservative. I cannot get on a bus because I don't have a passport showing I got the latest health treatment that the government expects. And I cannot live in a society where my kids can get educated rather than indoctrinated. You know where that happens? That's Cuba, that's Russia, and that really communist China, China, North Korea, Iran, nor, you know, um, this is, these are societies, Venezuela, these are societies that have lost freedom dramatically because why it happened because they bought into socialism. That was the, the thing that, that, drew them in. Hmm. They were told you can get something for nothing and the government will take care of you. Oh, here's a crisis. Then we have the modern day inducements they can't get you to agree to socialism if you have a scruple in your head. Mm-hmm. So They indoctrinate you and eliminate the educational component. But you know what else they do? They lie to you over and over and over again. They lie to you about vaccination to get you to operate like sheep and do what they say. They lie to you about the borders. Listen to Alejandro Mayorkas, the head of the Department of Homeland Security. The borders are secure, he says. The borders are secure. They think that if they tell us the propaganda enough, we will no longer understand or appreciate the truth. Not only that, if they censor us enough, every time there's a conservative program, you and I have been been censored probably a dozen times, Robert. Every time we criticize the government, it seems like they get on their high horse and censor us. And certainly whenever we talk about the vaccines, they censor us and our criticisms of the vaccine and our criticism of the regime, our criticism of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and their whole corrupt uh, uh, influence peddling scam that has cost our country so much where they've sold out our whole nation for their own economic welfare. These people are the enemies of the United States of America. They are trying to destroy our country, destroy our constitution, destroy our republic. Well, and Uh, let me just, uh, hold on here.
0: I got this book here, I brought this out so everybody see remind you of, a book called The Authoritarians, their assault on individual liberty, the constitution and free enterprise from the 19th century to the present. This is the point of what I've been talking about for years with Jonathan, he put it in book form, how since the progressive era, there's been a slow, subtle and insidious attempt to teach Americans that America is no good. And how do we do that? We tell everybody that freedom is the problem. Freedom is racist. Freedom is for anything that could get people to hate freedom and freedom is the the cause of all our problems. And so you get young people now thinking a centralized bureaucracy will save them from freedom when freedom was never the problem. The abandonment of freedom and the defense of individual liberty is what brought us to this crisis point. Super Don, there's an article. No, what is this? A cartoon from what, 1938? The Chicago Tribune? to, To this point in Jonathan's book, they haven't just started doing this. Look at this! uh, Depleting the resources, yeah, uh, spending, spending, spending. I mean, these were cartoons, editorial cartoons, pointing these things out, darn near, you know, ninety years ago or more.
2: And here we are. Here we Uh, are. And it's you're right. Um, The first quakings in the direction of collectivism happened in the antebellum South, where. They actually said in defense of the institution of slavery that the cradle to grave, quote unquote, care they gave to slaves was the quote, beau ideal of communism. Hmm. So the movement for communism, they adopted Hegelian collectivism. This has been in our country and it's grown through the bureaucratic oligarchy, through the deep state. And that's what I know too well. And I'm sorry to say, That is killing us. And if Mm -hmm. we don't get rid of the administrative state in America, we cannot hope to be free. We cannot hope to keep our freedom.
0: Yeah. And there's no candidate running for any political office. I feel comfortable saying this that knows more about how to defeat the administrative state than Jonathan E. Mord. If you don't know what that is, read his book, read his books. In fact, Um, there's another article here relative to these so-called illegals coming in. Even under the guise of asylum seeking, according to this Chicago alderman and Democratic U.S. House candidate Raymond Lopez. He was reacting to Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson attacking Texas Governor uh, Greg Abbott for sending migrants to the city by stating that the blame should really be on the Biden administration for letting asylum seekers come to this country under false pretense and then giving them court cases 10 years from now.
2: Yeah, this is not, I mean, when you go down there like I did, I so I went to the San Diego sector and I stayed there and and the CBP chief took me all through there. You are absolutely amazed, appalled by what you see because there is no border protection, Robert. We don't have any. They've removed almost all of the CBP agents and assigned them to human processing. And that means giving them welfare and all that. This whole thing is a scam. It's a horrible, horrible, costly ruin of our country that the Biden administration is wittingly doing to fulfill the Soros objective of destroying Americans' sense of nationalism, our love of liberty, our unity as a people who believe in freedom. The only way he could, he could force upon us a global totalitarian government that would dictate to our own governments how to, how to rule us is if he broke down our sense of commitment to freedom. And that a critical component of that is no vetting of foreigners and open borders and letting them in. And this is what Biden is doing. And he is being paid handsomely for that because of his whole influence peddling scam. I mean, he received massive amounts from agents of the CCP he, and Hunter Biden, and Jim Biden, and this is making him a compromised president. Yes, he's mentally inept. He's incapable of functioning as a president, and he's controlled by others. But remember, when he did have a scruple, he sold out the United States. When he was vice president, he sold out the United States for his own personal profit. This is a person with no integrity, a person who has absolutely no, no honesty. He lies at every drop of a hat. He still does. In fact, the only part of his brain that seems to function is his memory of the last lie he told, which he tells again. Yeah. And I mean, it's just this we, we are better than this. We deserve better than this. Donald Trump, when he was president of the United States, achieved more as president than any president in modern history. He did things. He is a person who broke the glass. He didn't live in a confined cage where the aides and the others d- dictate, you know, what he's going to do. He his his very unpredictability is his greatest asset. He is able to destroy those institutions that are depriving us of freedom, that are aimed at stealing our money,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that are aimed at giving in to this whole. Uh, globalist uh, agenda, and he's able to take it down. And that's why they're after him. That's why they're after him, because he was so effective at it.
0: Uh, And we need you in the Senate as well to be also a buffer against those within both parties that think it's just so simple to violate the Constitution because they don't even know that they're violating it, even if they're called out on it. It's like, well, everybody's been doing it. Like where you know, are the you people can stand?
2: Really see a difference, Robert. You can see a difference. When you see people of with integrity, who are not career politicians who came into this after their careers, but who actually believe fundamentally in this country and are willing to fight for it, those people stand out. We know who they are. We can see them. So when you see Rand Paul, you know Rand Paul loves this country, he will do whatever he needs to, to fight for it, and he is fighting for it. He's like a dog on a bone when it comes to Anthony Fauci. He will not relent, he will always fight against Fauci. We can count on these people with this kind of integrity. And there are a whole bunch though that we can't count on, who really are in it for themselves and don't care what the consequences are to us, to our freedoms. So we need to get rid of these career politicians. You know, you got Tim Kaine's a career politician for the last 25 years. All he's known is politics. He came into uh, the mayor of Richmond position based on donations from George Soros. He got 50 grand for that race. And he's uh, ever since been in their pocket. He's been advancing their interests. And lo and behold, Alex Soros calls him a person who he loves. I love this man, Alex Soros says. So you mean we don't need this old, stale, uh, corrupt politician uh, in in government? We don't need this. We need people who are coming in who believe in our rights and our freedoms and want to get the government downsized and want to see this whole thing, where once again the founding principles of this country reign, where the rule of law reigns, where we don't have a two-tiered system of justice where our borders are secure, where our kids can go to school and learn and not be indoctrinated, where children are not physically abused with this whole transitioning nonsense. We can stop all of this. Yeah, it's a lot. We can do it though, because we're in the majority. That's what I'm trying to tell people. It's not like, you know, they're loud and they control the media and they control the White House and they control the Senate and they've done a lot of damage and they have the deep state in their pocket okay, well, you know what? We can either give up and let them take everything, even though we're in the majority, or we can exercise our power as being in the majority and become vocal ourselves and vote and remove these people and take back the government and ensure that the constitution lives on for another uh, millennia. Mm -hmm. But if we don't, it's gone. And we're right at the edge. We're right at the edge with this. We have to act. In 2024, Mm -hmm. it's going to be on the line. We have to act.
0: eMord4VA.com, linked up in the show notes, as as always, at robertscatbell.com. And we'll keep you up to date on various events, including the uh, signature uh, signing training uh, that's happening in Virginia uh, for Jonathan Emord this evening. Uh, Google Meet, and that's at eMord4VA.com. Go into the Events tab, and you'll find that. Jonathan, another constitutional question regarding the administrative state the uh, various agencies. And, you know, I'm not saying that an agency has never done anything good. I mean, you can't, I mean, even bad things, you know, the broken clock theory, once in a while it gets something right, but is that the basis for strengthening it, giving it more power, giving it more money? There's an article here in The Defender by Suzanne Burdick, PhD. She says, we have been here before. Proposed bill would require manufacturers to test baby foods for heavy metals. Now, in an earlier time, It wasn't much of an issue because pretty much you either breastfed or you found a way to make your own baby formula, baby food, you know, because we learned of this throughout thousands of years of procreation, (laughs) you know, for millennia, we didn't need a central government telling us how to make baby food or that the only way we can get baby food is to buy it from a store. But it, it opened up, okay, a regulatory can of worms to say, would there be unscrupulous people or businesses putting out baby food that is dangerous and toxic and poisonous? Certainly that's possible. But under the common law, those people would would be and could be and should be held liable for criminal or negligent activity that resulted in injury or even death. Now, we have an oligarchy that is captured, you know, whether it be FDA or others. You're thinking, well, I thought the FDA would, you know, protect the food. They're not even testing baby food to see if there are heavy metals in it. No, apparently not. And they've known about heavy metals in baby food for decades. So, our Look, reliance probably. on these, uh, these these agencies versus another way in freedom, is there another way?
2: First of all, the administrative state is inherently unconstitutional. You transfer executive, legislative, and judicial power from the, the entities, the branches that the founding fathers created for the purpose of having exclusive powers, and you transfer it out of there and you give it to unelected individuals who are unaccountable to the courts, the Congress, the American people, and who do their own bidding to feather their own nests and they end up being patsies for industry. And that's why there's nothing done by the regulatory state to protect us against you know, contaminated baby food. But here's the story. People have to understand, it doesn't mean, if you're against the regulatory state, it doesn't mean that you're for contaminated baby <laughs> right. food. Let me explain why. Because there's two ways of making law in America. One is by making everybody in an entire field be subjected to restrictions on their freedom rather than punishing the ones who are specifically responsible for being bad actors. Okay. That's what the regulatory state does. It, it restricts all of the parties' freedom parent makes them absolutely pay for the consequences of a few bad actors And then very rarely does it even prosecute thoroughly or adequately bad actors actors Yeah, because it's controlled frequently by the very industry that it's supposed to regulate. All right, this is a horror that's old news and that's terrible and that's really happening every single day in America. The other kind of law, which was the law we uh, adopted from England, which it was the approach that the founding fathers favored, is positive law where you say, for example, a, a manufacturer may not make baby food that contains contaminants, including among them, bing, 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 in these <laughs> quantitative amounts. If it, that is present in the, in the food supply, you may uh, the, the attorney general may act against you. The United States may sue you. You may have all these penalties associated with it. And in addition, private parties may sue you and their damages can be X dollars under this statute. OK, that solves that problem. Because it then does what is just. And what is just? Everyone knows what the law is. Only those who violated are, are uh, uh, likely prosecuted. Mm-hmm. And the penalties are imposed upon those who violated, who caused the injury, not on everybody else. And everybody else doesn't have to bear the, the cost and burden for the bad actors. That's fair, that's due process. And that's the individual uh, rights-based system of justice the founding fathers knew and intended for America, not this system of mass prior restraint Mm -hmm. that is common in the regulatory state. So we need to get back to these founding principles. We need to get back to the rule of law. We need to get back to one uh, standard of justice, equal justice for everyone, not two-tiered justice and we can do this yeah. we have the wonderful history of it where it worked magnificently we were the freest people on earth and we can have it again but it requires getting these turkeys like joe biden and tim Kaine out and getting people who love the constitution and will fight for individual rights and will cut back the government and reduce our taxes and get rid of regulation in place so that we can prosper and have the most booming economy ever and have a wonderful future for our kids you know we can
0: freedom and healing the the freedom to choose again about the kind of care you want going back to benjamin rush signer of the declaration of independence physician to george washington he warned us about this jonathan one example here of fda before we wrap up this hour they would attack well let me put it this way they won't go after or even investigate heavy metals in baby food. But they will go after a homeopathic remedy for babies who are teething because it contains homeopathic belladonna, which belladonna, granted, is a toxic substance from nature that you wouldn't feed a baby. But in its homeopathic form, only a moron would argue it's toxic because it's homeopathic. And they went after... Th- and, and also they're going after homeopathic eye drops, My wife relies upon these eye drops every morning to wake up. I asked her, hey, you know, we love to spray silver in our eyes. I said, does that work? the same? no, the homeopathics are critical for her. And the the FDA would do its best to try and eliminate her access to a product that she's never had a problem with in years of taking it. And they're targeting, again, homeopathy.
2: They're targeting homeopathy. They're targeting compounding pharmacies. They're targeting physicians who are integrative practitioners they're targeting everything that deviates from a one-size-fits-all approach and they proved that their ability to insist upon that one-size-fits-all approach in the era of covid when they Mm -hmm. insisted that every american get vaccinated where they threatened to take away your job where they actually kick people out of the military kick them out of the police department kick them out of the uh, hospitals kick them out of the fire departments they and, and wouldn't allow people to have surgeries that were critical, including, you know, surgeries related to their heart or their liver or their kidneys or whatever, all because they weren't vaccinated. And okay. this whole ruthless uh, dictatorial system through the public health service is one they want to preserve and expand. And Tim Kaine has introduced legislation to do just that. So this is the kind of environment that where government is in control of every aspect of our lives. And this was certainly never intended. I've said many times on the program, Thomas Jefferson's definition of rightful liberty, where he said, rightful liberty is unobstructed action according to will within limits drawn around us by the equal rights of others. He said, I did not say within the limits of the law because the law is often, but the tyrants will. And always so when it violates the rights of an individual. That definition of rightful liberty is the greatest definition of liberty in the history of the world. Every American should be taught that in school. Every American should have that wedded in their minds and in their hearts, because that's what distinguishes us from the rest of the world, is that commitment to rightful liberty. Yeah. And you know what? If we don't get back to that, Robert, it's all, it's all lost. We have to fight for it. You know, as, as George Washington said in his farewell address, you know, the sacred fire of liberty, which we name this program over, is has to be rekindled by every generation. And Ronald Reagan said the same thing, that, you know, that freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. And that if we don't yeah. uh, defend it and pass it on to the next generation, then one day in our sunset years, we'll have to say what it was once like to be free in America.
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about freedom in the past tense but i would like to revitalize it as we've dedicated our lives to do jonathan and that's why it's such a such a uh, an adventure and and a wonderful opportunity while we're still breathing to do our best to bring it back and to live it while we are here as well for as examples to our kids and one day their kids and jonathan i appreciate you and my urgent message to all y'all if you haven't done so already please send Uh, your support to Jonathan Eboard as he embarks on uh, running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine in the career.
2: I should say this, Robert. So December 31st, which is right around the bend is the last day to receive donations to my campaign for the FEC reporting period. And it's critically important. We're going to be depending heavily on those donations to finance the petition drive to get me on the ballot. So if you do like me, if you love me, if you think that what I stand for is what you stand for, please take that extra step, no matter what it is, no matter what you can donate and donate, it makes a huge difference. We got to pay for gas for all these volunteers. We have to pay for their food and lodging. We have to pay for their uh, day-to-day efforts to get these things, the copies of all the petitions uh, that have to be exact. So the training of them, everything is expensive. And, but this is how we save our country. So yeah. If and nothing's do wasted
0: when you're going for Jonathan Emort, emord 4 vacom Thank you, Jonathan, my brother. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah.
2: Take care, Robert. Thanks. All so right.
0: Much. That's the Sacred Fire Liberty edition of the Robert Scott Bell show each week at this time in hour two coming up. I'm very excited. The world's most dangerous doctor. Yes, she's a medical doctor. Yes, she's a naturopathic doctor. Yes, she's a homeopath. Yes, she's Dr. Carolyn Dean. It's been far too long since she's been on the show. We'll have a great reunion in the next hour. We got a lot to talk about, including the homeopathic hit of the day, which you Latin tongue-tied people will be hard pressed to pronounce, but we'll get to it. It'll address some eye stuff, some skin stuff, some females. There's a lot of things it does. We'll get to that as well after this, because the power to heal is yours. So. Well, the gift of healing is part of the Robert C. I. Bell Show. 365 days a year, we're on six days a week typically, and you know I love the folks that I get to interview. Many of them are my friends, or, or many of them become my friends after they be, appear on the show. And uh, this hour, one of them is, is uh, just one of my favorites, and uh, we'll be joined momentarily by Dr. Carolyn Dean been too long so we'll catch up looking forward to that and also uh, you know the gift of healing something you can give any any time you you know as we talk about the simple act of listening to somebody who is in need it isn't necessary that you have to know how to fix somebody that you're hearing from that's in pain or suffering in some way but the simple act of listening is more powerful and non-toxic more powerful than just about any drug big pharma can throw at you through medical doctors that write prescriptions for a living Poisoning people back to health. Is there any wonder that the physician community has higher on the depression and suicide scale than most other professions? How would you feel? My uncle, the medical doctor, warned me, don't become a doctor. Little Scotty Bell talking to his nephew. And I didn't understand that. Uncle Bob, how would you, why would you tell me that? And years later, I understood. When they tried to poison me back to health for the first 19 or so years of my life which led me on a journey to find real healing. And eventually I did and applied it and run in circles around my sick young self and uh, uh, enjoying life much more without all of the disastrous symptoms, ailments, fatigues, and more that I've discussed over the years. So we're going to get to that as health officials are promoting even more shots Or just the ones they keep wanting to give to your kids and you're not giving them anymore. Hold on to that one. But also to counteract all of the toxic poisons we've been exposed to, including ionizing radiation, what are we going to do? I've discussed many remedies from homeopathic to minerals and such. And one of the most profound and powerful tools to counteract the mess that we're in on this planet right now is folium PX. Now, those of you who have heard from Bob Reorn, I've had him on the show with others, including Dr. Judy Mikovits. We've had great discussions. I've shared with you my mother's story a year ago, having come through COVID. Not We don't know if she had COVID because she wouldn't subject herself to those bogus tests. But her life force was diminishing, heading from 88 to 89. I didn't know what to do. And then Bob Re comes on the scene with his folium. We get some folium to mom. And in two weeks, about a year ago this time, she calls me up and says, i This folium stuff, what is it? I I got energy again, I'm sleeping again. And on January 1st of this year, she was dancing in the new year. And on January 29th or 89th birthday, she was dancing in her birthday. And I I know she plans to do that again this year. And thanks to folium, that's possible, as well as all the things we do here. Folium products, foliumpx.com, folium original, folium immuno, and folium relax. This is the Chernobyl-level antioxidant. This is the stuff that happened in the Soviet Union post-Chernobyl disaster, that they developed this pine tree-based uh, formula, all food, no synthetics to respond to some severe circumstances. So, if you've hit a ceiling in your healing, please consider the folium products and see what it'll do for you. If it did this to my mom, it can do amazing things for you as well. All right, first story up. Oh, look at that. Lori, my eyesight is getting better just one week taking folium and folium PX. Lori, thank you for that A wonderful testimonial. I mean, yeah, week in, I think that you hit these levels and you're like, well, what do I do? Consider, put it put it to the test. You got nothing to lose. I'm serious. Bobbery backs up that product. Go ahead. Give it a try. Foliumpx.com. All right. First article up here before we bring in Dr. Carolyn Dean, and she'll probably want to comment on this and anything else we cover, including the homeopathic hit later in the hour. Uh, Health officials are pushing to get school children vaccinated as more U.S. parents opt out. You know, I've been at this since 1999 on on radio, in media. Longer than that as a homeopath, since 94, I'll be hitting the 30-year mark. 25 years in broadcast healing next year. And I've been talking about the vaccine issue. In fact, it used to be one of the most vitriolic, you know, issues that would divide us. Like if you talked about vaccines on the air, the trolls would come out. Oh, you want everybody to die of measles or, you know, worse. Polio. What what about polio? And so much disinformation about that paralytic manifestation due to toxicological burdens, poisonings, heavy metals, pesticides, et cetera. Viral in origin? I will dispute that. But regardless, we can set that aside for the moment and recognize that vaccines aren't the reason we're living longer or better. The 20th century was improved because of advances in sewage systems, sanitation systems, hygienic practices and even access to food and nutrition. The terrain. We improved the terrain. Now, we've seen a decline in the terrain since that time as we poisoned our bodies through the use of these pesticides and now glyphosate is in everything. If you think you're eating a good vegetarian diet, you're on beans and legumes and oats and like those things aren't certified organic, they're desiccated and soaked in the active ingredient Roundup and you're punching holes in your gut. Whether you're a vegetarian or a meat eater, please go organic or organic quality equivalent because we're messing ourselves up. This is not a genetic disaster. The genetic disaster is of course, thinking that we can inject synthetic mRNA into people and enhance their lives and their health and their immune system. That's an absurdity. But then again, we have been absurdly worshiping doctors as if they are gods that have information that you don't have because, well, you're not a doctor. And that joke, what's the difference between God and a doctor? God doesn't think he's a doctor. <laughs> you know, you get that? deities. Now, many of the MDs have woken up during COVID and have come over to the, the light side, I would say. Acknowledge that these vaccines are a disaster, not just the COVID ones, but all of them. And this was a, you know, a, quite a, a, a big, big transition that I saw in interviewing Peter McCullough for the first time, then the second, the third, until on uh, till the last one I had him when we were in uh, Idaho at uh, the event there. And initially, he said, "Yeah, I still get the flu shot every year, but I don't like this COVID shot." We're like, you know, everybody was out there. Peter McCullough, he's awful because you know this audience, you guys, you know, you know where you're at, you know this stuff, ready. And the the last interview that he gave me uh a couple of months back, he says, I I uh I will never get another vaccine. But my kids were fully vaccinated, I was fully vaccinated, and my grandchildren will never get vaccinated. Holy tamale! Think about that. That's a significant shift. And so the 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 purveyors of misinformation claiming we are purveyors of misinformation, it's coming out. People are seeing through it. And the percentages of people not getting their kids injected, like my kids have never had one vaccine, they've never been on an antibiotic, that percentage is going up significantly more than we could have ever achieved on our own. Thanks to the bad guys, pushing, mandating, prohibiting freedoms to choose other paths. They have done it to themselves. We tried to warn them, not that they would listen to us, but they're doing a great job of getting people off the vaccine cult or religion. Joining me now is someone who's known about this for years, has been lecturing on it, been writing books about it, including Death by Modern Medicine. One of my dearest friends, and I don't see or hear from her enough, and I, I will take responsibility. But she's probably having too much fun out in Hawaii, just soaking up the, the rays of the sun. I want to, to go there and hang out with her. But she's here with me now. Dr. Carolyn Dean, welcome back.
4: Oh, holy, Robert, this is wonderful. Jonathan E. Mord. everything you said, 100%, 100%.
0: Oh, it's so, you know, I hear your voice even when you're not here because you're just so lovely and wonderful and such a such a, a warrior on this journey we've been on in this lifetime. And I'm so grateful you're still doing great things. And, you know, anytime, you know, just reach out anytime and you know that. But suffice it to say, I'm thrilled to have you back on. Anything you want to chime in on just this opening story or anything else, we've got some other things we can talk about and catch up on.
4: It's crazy taking away my homeopathic eye drops. What are we going to do? It is unbelievable. They're just chipping away, chipping away. As you know, I have a dietary supplement company. The FDA just marches in, you know, unannounced and, and acts like we're the enemy. And dietary supplements have don't kill anybody. You look at the poison control reports, the annual reports, there's never deaths due to dietary supplements. Yet in Death by Modern Medicine, I mean, I wrote it back in 2005 when I was more active in the health freedom movement, and I found over a million deaths per year related to medical interventions compared to nothing, and yet we're the enemy. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I've, I've even gotten to the point, Robert, where I say, this just shows that the aliens must be in charge because there are no humans that would be doing what's happening right now.
0: You are so right. I mean, and wouldn't it be amazing because Jonathan Emor never planned to run for office. He's not a politician. You know that. And I know that he's a man of great integrity and constitutional fealty. who's taken on the oligarchy, the FDA and beaten him eight times. Yet you know, when he found out and they said it to him after he won for the eighth time, congratulations, Jonathan, but you know, we're never going to abide by this court order. He was like, what? You, what? And at that point he realized he had to do more. Because that's what he's dedicated his life to do, and I'm supporting him, and, and Carolyn, I hope you do too. I'm sure you will. Anything we can yeah. do to help that man get in the U.S. Senate, it'll help us all because his ability to take tackle the oligarchy, the uh, regulatory state, the FDA, from within the halls of the Senate, he knows more about this than anybody there right now, even those that would be supportive of the, these things we're talking about. So we would all benefit Uh, not just from a a business perspective, if you have a company, but also from the health that we would gain from having access to not only the products, but the good information supporting those products.
4: Very good. And the other thing is I've gotten to the point, I've been at this for over 50 years, studying natural medicine and then getting into med school and then doing naturopathy and then research in New York on AIDS and chronic fatigue and then writing my magnesium miracle book and realizing I was a poster child for magnesium deficiency, but I couldn't get enough because there was the laxative effect. So then this is the, the breakthrough in my world is, is discovering a type of magnesium that's a stabilized ion of the elemental magnesium, a picometer size Mm -hmm. that's fully absorbed and non laxative. Because what what's happening in our world is eighty percent of the population is magnesium deficient. And eighty percent of known metabolic functions in the body require magnesium. So if if you happen to get the laxative effect when you take magnesium, you're never gonna take enough.
0: Sure. And, and you're taking and, off and, in the wrong form. And you know, you talk yeah. about bioavailability and bioactivity, that's where you've gone. With that, and I know you get that because you also have a homeopathic background, understand the energetics of these very minerals and how they can impact. It doesn't mean we need a a, a thousand gallons of something. If we get it in that form that is so efficiently utilized and not wasted, we can take a little bit and it goes a long way without a laxative effect.
4: Any of the energy medicines, if you don't have your minerals as a base, they're not going to work. The body is electromagnetic. You know we do an EKG for the heart, electrocardiogram, we do an eEG for for brain, the electroencephalogram. It's all electrical energy, right. driven by electrolyte minerals. and And we didn't learn you know anything about this in medical school. Even in naturopathic school, they they still don't well. How can they know about a, you know a stabilized ionic magnesium? I'm the one that, that has to promote it. And what what happens is when you don't get enough magnesium, you end up having magnesium deficiency health diseases that are treated with more and more drugs.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: So we're doomed if. We we are doomed because what what happens, you go to the doctor, you're stressed and tensed up. Your blood pressure is high. So the doctor gives you a diuretic, which drains out your potassium and your magnesium. Mm -hmm. You go back and, oh, look, your blood pressure is higher. We just caught it in time. Here's two more drugs. One of them is a calcium channel blocker. And what's a natural calcium channel blocker? Magnesium. But they don't know that. They'll put you on two more drugs. You come back in three months for blood tests to make sure your liver's not getting attacked by the drugs, which it can. And all of of a sudden, you've got high cholesterol and diabetes caused by the drugs due to them draining your magnesium.
0: Right. And
4: this is the cycle that keeps medicine going.
0: Yeah. And what you're talking about is relationships between even minerals and the pathways that they support or in in certain cases inhibit, but again, within the intelligence of the body. And, you know, I've seen over the course of COVID more and more physicians prescribing dietary supplements, which, you know, you think is a good thing. And overall it's a lot better than the drugs, but when they were promoting zinc and vitamin C exclusively, almost I realized that holy tamale in, in nature, Zinc comes with copper in nature. C comes with copper and they're depleting copper and the copper. Oh my gosh. What was happening was almost manifesting identically to copper deficiency too. And magnesium and copper work very importantly together at the mitochondrial level to produce the energy at that level, the ATP. So we talk about Mm -hmm. mineral relationships as well. Um, And you know, you're bringing it in in a bioactive bioavailable state. So it immediately transforms people's health and vitality and energy. You know, they're like, how did this happen so quickly? Is this a drug? It's not a drug.
4: I know. And um, magnesium is necessary to activate vitamin D. So all the vitamin D studies are kind of out of whack because they don't take into consideration that some people may have enough magnesium to make the vitamin D work, but other people won't. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking at, you know, you can look at it on a biochemical pathway. You mentioned, did you mention mitochondria and Krebs cycle? We should have, <laughs> mm-hmm. because in order to create our energy, we need we need all the magnesium that uh, activates the various steps in the pyruvate cycle glycolysis, put pyruvate into the Krebs cycle and boom, 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 you get magnesium ATP. Mm-hmm. And without magnesium, you don't have energy. Exactly. So what happens, Robert, people go to the doctor, oh, I'm so tired, you know, I, I don't know if I can cope. And there... What, they're given an anxiolytic drug or an antidepressant instead of magnesium.
0: Yeah. And you brought up the vitamin D thing, which I love because, uh, you know, it's a fat soluble compound or more of a complex hormone. It's not like, you know, if you take too much vitamin C, you pee it out, right. It's water. soluble. it's not a big deal. Uh, and I'm not arguing that vitamin D becomes toxic very easily, but I have, had so many people contact me after they go to their doctor at time after time, they take more vitamin D. The doctor says, well, we're taking the levels and it's not going up. You need even more. I'm like, did you ever think doctor that the metabolic pathways have been corrupted or inhibited due to a lack of and fill in the blank, including magnesium. So you can't access and activate that stored D, you know? And it's like, Oh no, never thought about that. Let's just throw more at it. It's like the allopathic method of if a little is not working, throw more, even if it's potentially dangerous. It's not working anyway.
4: I've been around since before health food stores were even in my towns in Canada. And what, what happened is first of all, we had food-based vitamins and, and they were good. People got, get well on them or, you know, cured their deficiencies. But then the chemists decided to make synthetic vitamins from coal tar and that became the norm. So, what happened, you'll take a synthetic B, you know, maybe 10 milligrams of each of the B complexes. Oh, well, that's not working. Well, let's take 25. Let's take 50. Oh, that's not working. Let's inject you IM or IV vitamins. And they just missed the whole process of how the body wants to take in natural substances, totally ignored. You know, the fact that as I understand it, the, there's a rotation of, of these vitamins, a levodextral rotation. And you have to get the right one going into the receptor sites. If you get this side going into something that needs this type of entry, you're not going to have any vitamin action. And instead of hammering the body with these synthetic vitamins, mm-hmm. which eventually may cause some, some shift, yeah. They, they wouldn't think of going it going natural. And, you know, instead, actually, Robert, I've done a lot of interviews uh, recently. I've, I'm putting out a new book, Magnesium, uh, the missing link to total health. It's it's kind of a condensation of everything I've learned over the years. So I've been interviewed by a lot of these young people who are biohackers. Yes. So they've got to this stage where, I mean, we went through this. You went through it with your help. I went through it with my magnesium deficiency. And they still don't know enough about magnesium, and, but I'm trying to teach them. So they're doing all these things, you know, overdoing certain things, underdoing other things, and kind of learning from it. But I don't know. it. There's no... Well you you had the Trinity College uh, mm-hmm. um, information about the school there. Mm-hmm. we have to get these young people going to these naturopathic yeah. and natural medicine schools to learn even the basics
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, these stupid kids. I I say that I'm joking, but uh, look now we're the elders, right? It's crazy to think that Uh, at the same time, uh, you know, when I'm I'm curious again, you know, you brought up the term biohacking because that one's something we heard about. Now everybody's into hacking, hacking and then biohacking. It's like, ooh, that's really cool. I'm like, dude, all you got to do is find out how the pathways work and support them. Is that a hack? Maybe, but. I'm like, it's not about one thing. It's about, you know, how they all work together. And uh, I just think they need to be listening to their elders, those young kids.
4: That's right. That's right. And and even, I mean, I know about infrared saunas and the cold plungers, you know, the mm-hmm. these um, extreme well, temperature in the case of cold plunge and saunas. They're
0: they're stressors, and it doesn't mean all stress is bad. We know that life can be, uh, you know, strengthened through stress too, right? But uh, the the idea of them as, well, all I got to do is a hot and a cold plunge. It's awesome, but no, that's not all you got to do.
3: I know,
4: because when you you put your body under such an attack, your body thinks you're dying, Seriously your body thinks it's being killed so the adrenaline comes out the growth factor comes out all these things that they measure the benefits mm-hmm. of these therapies are in fact the body trying to keep itself alive and the more you do it uh, the more you will use up your your building blocks that you're not replacing yeah that's a, and you know we know that from uh, iv chelation therapy when i was you know I, I have been biohacking from day one when I did my own IV chelation after about two or three treatments, my knees started to ache. And I said, oh my gosh, this is stripping all my minerals as well as maybe some toxicity. Mm -hmm. And then doctors don't know how to put back or, or don't have access to the the right minerals and vitamins to replace. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to just, Get back to basics, you know, that my whole thing is building blocks, you know, well absorbed minerals, food based vitamins and also yeast overgrowth. And Mm -hmm. you and I have talked about that before, too. I think those two things are the most important and they're the most ignored, Mm -hmm. even with the the microbiome and the leaky gut and everything. Yes, glyphosate creates Mm -hmm. a leaky gut. So does yeast overgrowth. And what have they done with leaky gut? But they've focused on bacterial overgrowth, SIBO. They yeah. wanted to give it a nice name, right? Totally ignoring yeast.
0: Treated with so toxic that- chemicals, of course, to destroy the liver and the integrity of the home for the microbiome. And yeah. um, yesterday, I think we covered a story about uh, heart disease. They said, "Could heart disease have anything to do with genetics?" Right? It's like one of those things where they're coming back to some people are predisposed to it. I'm like. I remember going back in the day and Super Don didn't remember this guy, this long distance marathon runner, Jim Fix. Do you remember that name? And it was like the big thing. This was the fitness thing, the running, the long distance running. Then he ends up dropping dead of a heart attack. And so people were saying, well, was it a genetic thing, whatever? And I argue, and I'm sure you would agree that, you know, he was minerally deficient, depleted. He didn't replace what he was pushing his body to use up, you know, in a very stressful manner that, if you knew how to manage it, yeah, the human body is capable of extraordinary things, including hot and cold stuff. But if you don't know how to respond in support of it, then you end up in that situation. They go, I wonder if he had a genetic predisposition. Like, dude, even people with no disposition, if they deplete their minerals, are going to keel over of something. Right,
4: right. Yeah, I just had a call from a friend. Um an athlete he got injured in basketball so he diverted to entrepreneurship and and coaching kids so he's telling me oh i had a panic attack he's, you know i'm afraid for my heart so we looked at his his story he's out drinking every night partying gets up has a coffee piece of toast and goes out and coaches the kids sweating for four and five hours a day mm-hmm. and he thinks he. He's invincible. I mean, this is what these athletes sort of build into their, you know, they have to have confidence in everything, but they they think they're invincible and they've never been told to really take care of their bodies. So uh, they'll, they'll start getting atrial fibrillation, which is a magnesium deficiency usually to start with because the heart has most of the, well, the highest amount of magnesium in the body is in the heart. Mm-hmm. And you need it for your electrical conductivity. Well, yeah, and I bring in
0: the, the copper here as well. Copper and selenium and magnesium all working on the uh, neural pathways to support the normal rhythms. And what do the dumb doctors do? They ablate the, the heart tissue. They destroy it electrically. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll tell that heart what to do. I'm like, what are you doing? And it's mineral deficiencies. Yes, all also toxicological burdens. That, that, But, you know, these are the things that are, as you point out, Flex and Report Medical School is still not taught. The doctors that know this stuff had to unlearn what they learned in medical school to know the stuff we're talking about.
4: I was one of the lucky ones because I went in with the the notion that people needed nutrition and, and lifestyle. Nobody would listen to me, so You're I just went Yeah. So I went in and, and I was not dissuaded. I think there are some young people who go in with the idea that they can make some changes, but they get scared. You know, they're, they're told, Oh, you know, don't, don't do anything off mainstream. And, and yeah, I know it. I mean, I was attacked because I talked about sugar on a national TV show in Canada for Pete's sakes Mm -hmm. and the sugar, sugar lobby group came after me. So we are all on on notice by big pharma and big medicine that we have to you know mm-hmm. uh, go the straight and narrow yeah covid really showed that up it put a microscope on what's happening in allopathic medicine yeah. and a lot of bright people saw that and you're right it it's like it, it exposed that particular swamp
0: yeah to to folks that we're unable to see it, unwilling, et cetera. And those with integrity eventually come around. Uh, you know, if they repent for the things they've done and, and you know, move forward, I, you're welcome here. Right. I, and I've, I've welcomed these docs. And, you know, it's like this is where I feel really old because we've been at this for decades. You know, like, where have you been? You know, And I'm I'm trying to be gracious about it and go, come on in. I'm so glad you're here. And I am sincerely at the same time, tenacious warriors like yourself, Dr. Carolyn Dean. I mean, if you ever met Dr. Carolyn Dean in, in person, I mean, she's like, she's like this little tiny petite warrior. (laughs) Don't mess with her. But it's like in small packages, it's like the great spirit that you have flowing through you. You couldn't be dissuaded from doing the right thing. What you knew was right. And again, that's, you know, the living example. That's why we, I I think connected and immediately like, oh, you're my pal. You're my buddy. You're my warrior friend that we're, you know, we're on this road for life. And uh, uh, like you said, you don't have to be big and strong and giant. In in other words, the spirit that moves you, Carolyn Dean, moves me and others to do the right thing. And uh, one, you know, standing with God is a majority. I've said this so many times. If you feel like, oh, we can't, it's too big. It's too big. Big pharma is too big. FDA is too big. It's like, uh uh-uh. They're not as big as you know what. So uh, stay strong on that pat- pathway as you have for so many decades. And I'm so grateful that you're still here kicking and 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 doing all the great stuff. And I just want to hang out with you more. But I know you're all the way in the Pacific, middle of the Pacific Ocean still.
4: Yeah, I'm in Maui. And, you know, we just suffered the wildfires here. We It's a, a horrible situation where the It's a lot of indigenous people lived in Lahaina, where we had these incredible, mysterious, very strange fires, Mm -hmm. and they're not getting their land back. And um, one of the many things I do, I I, um, sponsor a biodynamic organic farm. The next day, we put a ton of food on the truck and took it over to the kitchens because people have to eat. yes, And we've been doing that for months. I have a, I have a charity that um, helps support the farm. It's called ParageniusFoundation.org. Nice. And that people say to me, oh my gosh, it must be horrible. How are you coping over there? I cope by doing. Mm-hmm. You just get in and get your hands dirty, get your feet dirty yeah. and do what needs to be done. You don't just sit around and moan. You know, you you do your show. I write my books. I have my products that I think are the basics that everybody needs. If you can get your basics, and you've talked about them. I mean, we we learned about uh, zinc because um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin they are ionophoric um, chemicals that open. The cell channels for zinc to get in mm. and deal with the virus but if you have um, an ionized you know picometer size stabilized ion of zinc that's all you need but in the midst of all that when people were taking so much zinc i put together a zinc copper balance exactly. formula yeah because you can't deny the importance of copper and copper's gone through a weird transition where you know, back back in the day, they were talking about copper toxicity. Oh and all each, gosh, yeah. You uh, know, Pfeiffer Car Pifer and those guys. Yeah. And and people were avoiding copper, but if you oh. get bioavailable copper.
0: Right. Exactly. That's why I, you know, I pair the magnesium and the copper, you know, we have the sovereign copper now, the the bioactive form, and it's just the brilliant, simple ways where we can get that in and the way you do the magnesium. It's brilliant. And, uh, you know, this is the thing, if you know the pathways like you do, you look at this and go alert, alert, alert. Yes, we know we need zinc, but, you know, zinc in nature, as I say, when you find zinc in nature, you find copper. When you find C, it's not, you know, genetically modified as ascorbic acid from sugar. <laughs> it's a comprehensive array of things. Things, including copper. And so we're depleting the copper, and we saw the food doesn't contain copper. People aren't eating liver like their ancestors, grandma and grandpa. So even that's lower than it was. So all of these things lead to the manifestation and the profit taking a big pharma that denies that what we're talking about is actually real and causative you know, Mm -hmm. and then they go on, on, on more drugs. Now we we just opened this up. Superdome show this page. I did not know about this. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would have like told the world about this in Maui, the para genius foundation, P A R A genius foundation.org in Maui, providing organic biodynamic uh, food and supporting folks on that local level. And yeah, I was concerned about Hawaii because we've covered stories out there and Monsanto Syngenta now Bayer uh, have, taken over a lot of land in the islands to do genetic engineering. And, and, I you know, know, it's like, it's scary to me. I'm glad you've got some organic stuff happening there.
4: Yeah. 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 We have to save the farmland. Uh, I, crazy stuff is happening on mainland and, and here. Yeah. yeah for me, it's, um, it's part of the work of telling people how to take care of their health is providing the food. But even so, Robert if i just ate off the farm i would i would still have my heart palpitations and magnesium deficiency you know maybe due to the excessive stress mm-hmm. that humans have so i still say you need to you need to have supplements and what i say about diet more than oh you have to eat organic yes but you can't cure yourself just with food anymore and you have to avoid the GMO, the, the ultra-processed foods. I don't know if you came across this um, researcher, supposed nutrition researcher, uh, Kevin Hall, H-A-L-L. He did a study on ultra-processed food. It was 2019. They're still blabbing about how important it was. All he did was take the macromolecules of an ultra-processed diet, and compare them to a standard American diet, which we know is already pretty horrible. So he compared the two and found out that the people on the ultra-processed food diet ate 500 calories a day more than the other diet. It was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? We'll have to study this for another 10 years and find out. We know what's happening. They can't get their nutrients out of their food, so they keep eating it and eating it to the point that, they gain the weight and they still don't get the nutrients. That's what's happening. So mm-hmm. you you can't put lipstick on a pig, <laughs> which is what they're trying to do. Right. He, this Kevin Hall, he said, well, maybe we could, you know, modify the ultra processing to get better, you know, macronutrients. No, what they want
0: to do is put lipstick that contains lead on the pig. That's even better, right? Uh, it's yeah. absurd.
4: So that's the state of nutrition research right now. They're still looking at macromolecules. They don't even consider the vitamins and I mean the B vitamins that help um, you know metabolize food and the magnesium that works with insulin and all the beautiful things that you can find out about these nutrients mm-hmm. are totally ignored.
0: We are talking with Dr. Carolyn Dean. And if you haven't been to her website, it's Dr. D-R, Carolyn, dot D-E-A-N.com. It's linked up in the show notes today at robertscoutbell.com. You can get a lot of great stuff from her, including, uh, are you still doing your podcast?
4: Yeah, Mondays we have our um, live uh, call-in radio show.
0: Awesome. So you can plug into that if you haven't already, she's got a whole shop, including her uh, remag liquid magnesium, and uh, you can get that bioavailable bioactive magnesium from there. And uh, it it ships all over the place. So y'all y'all pick it up if you can directly, and uh, you'll see the benefits that uh, Dr. Dean has brought to all of us, not only her knowledge, but putting her knowledge to work. And I love again, the fact that I just learned something new about this, uh, this charity uh, was extraordinary. Now, now I know I can visit you because I can eat the food there. I was worried about that.
4: Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that that's very important. You know, we the tourists really flock to what are we have a store. Actually, I, I funded um, opening a seven day 24. What is it? Seven days a week from seven to seven up country in, in Kula. We have a farm storefront and it is awesome. Wow. I I bought the farmer three freeze dryers. So we we grow the food, we sell it when it's you know two days away from the compost heap. We can cut it up and freeze dry it and and save it for twenty five years, yes. which we nobody can well wait. The th- with yeah,
0: yeah. And yeah. Uh, you know, I had some yeah. friends visit the Oahu, recently A lot of people still go there on vacation and things. And they said to me they couldn't find any organic food unless they went to Costco. On the, on that island, that was oh it. My
3: gosh.
0: Yeah,
4: oh, that's so sad because it's yeah. it's not supported. Right. If it weren't for me, you know, lending the tremendous amount of money to this farmer, he would not exist. You know, yeah. and and that is that's
0: true charity.
4: That's hor- but it's so horrible. Yeah. These farmers can't get bank loans, and now I mean, with the interest rates at seven and eight percent, forget about it.
0: Yeah, in the so meantime, nobody what subsidized is GMO uh, crop engineering and experimentation.
4: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so if you on mainland, um, uh, there are CSAs, community supported agriculture, right. and I belong to that in Manhattan, and then made my own um, memberships um, out in City Island when I moved there. So you can right. set up your own CSA. What you do is link up with a, a farmer that's. That's joined the CSA, you pay them an amount at the, in the you know end of the winter, and then they use that money to grow the food, and then they bring food to a common site mm-hmm. every week during harvest season. You can do you can do that right now, get yeah. that organized. We can do these things, and it's everything is um, is uh, graded by the money we spend in whatever activity and the more we spend on organic and csa etc the more people will get involved yeah. and the more you know we'll become you know rather than just the, all the gmo or china buying up our far- farmland and doing ho- who knows what to it mm. we have to be in control of our food
0: yeah. And also why I encourage and have for now many years, grow your own as well. In addition, don't just rely on the farmers that are farming for everybody. you got to become your own farmer. It's just yeah. not enough to rely on the the channels of distribution. As, as you said, Dr. Dean, if it hadn't been for what you've done, this farmer might not even be existing now.
3: Yeah.
0: It's very upsetting. I mean, I think about it, but at the same time, I think about the power we have to change things. And it isn't by yeah. going to the government. It's about just doing it now. Don't wait. So Thanks. I, super Don, you got those pictures I sent to you a couple of greenhouse pictures. I sent. we of course have winter now where I am. I used to be able to grow year round in Florida, uh, but we have greenhouses. And I just, before I went into uh, the uh, what's the shortest day of the year. So you see the sun is lowest in the sky, but look at the, uh, the, the, the uh, well, spinach, we got, Robert. We got, we got uh, the, <laughs> what, is, Hey honey, what do we put in there? I know what it is. I just, I just lost the words it's the uh oh good lord i <laughs> i i just went blank on that all right then there's another one if you could see i think there's a second picture look at this beautiful head of of, of, of lettuce there um and you know yeah. these are the greens that we can grow in the winter we've got of course onion we've got garlic as well and we've got various different things potatoes growing We've harvested many pounds of potatoes i think it's the swiss chard honey right swiss chard we got growing yeah, Swiss chard. I just hear in the background.
4: Okay, okay. Well, you know, that's another thing I've got going. One mm-hmm. of my products is made with um, germinated barley seeds. Mm-hmm. It's kind of out of the Bible, a recipe to, yeah. to make purified water, but uh, we made um, something called RNA reset drops, and mm-hmm. and the RNA that came way before way this before the synthetic
0: mRNA. Garbage, way, yes,
4: I got the good stuff. Yeah. So with with the waste product of our RNA reset drops, I cre- I did an experiment here on the farm. I did um, a radish uh, plot with our our barley straw, our leftover from our drops. We it's all dry. Looks like straw. So we did that in one plot and we didn't amend, did not amend the other plot. After the 26 day growing season of a radish, Mm -hmm. we got these enormous bright red, gorgeous radishes, 85 pounds of this plot. The other plot, three pounds of usable radishes because the worms and the weeds and everything just attacked it. So what what happened there? We were giving this these radishes life force.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: We were giving them something that elevated them and made them unacceptable or unacceptable to, to pathogens.
0: Right. They, yeah, they were they were patho- resilient,
4: resistant. Yeah. Resilient and yeah. resistant. Yeah. So the pathogens went after the dull and dead mm. radishes that didn't have any any support. I mean, so that's what we need in our world. This is what um, energy medicine is trying to tell people that, that it's doing. Oh, we'll give you some life force. Right. We've already said you need your minerals. But what, what I, I'm working with, the uh, RNA reset drops, is a, a, virtu, a really true life force. We have mm. people taking it for – when I have somebody who says – well, I've tried everything. Nothing works. The doctors right. don't know what it is. It, they say it's genetic, so they yeah. give up. I say, well, you know, just try the RNA reset drops. That. And see. Yeah.
0: And yeah. yeah, the electrical reality, which we started talking about today with you as well. And rounding it out here as we get to the homeopathic hit in just a moment with you. And I want to have you stick with me because you can talk homeopathy with me as well. Uh, but also yeah. electro agriculture, or electroculture. You know, we've seen the resurgence of that knowledge as they're putting sticks in the ground, wrapping them with copper wire and bringing it in the, from the ethers and seeing mm-hmm. incredible benefits to the things grown in the soil. So, again, all medicine, ultimately energy medicine. You know, we're going back to where it started. And it's mm-hmm. not just relying on physical molecules, even though molecules are part of what make us up, but the facilitation mm-hmm. is the energy, the life force, the vital forces we say in homeopathy, chiropractors mm-hmm. talking innate intelligence, et cetera.
4: When I studied acupuncture, I ended up talking my way into the pain control unit down at UCLA back in the 70, what was it? The seventies. <laughs> yeah. Back wow. in the seventies. You know, these, um, these doctors, you uh, I don't know. I think they might have been from the Philippines, but um, uh, Dr. Bresler who uh, ran the clinic, uh, he said, well, they, they won't teach you, you know, whatever. And so I, that's okay. And I'd already studied a bit on my own as an elective in, in med school. So this was a med school elective. I went to UCLA. So I went in and they said, well, you know, where's this or where's that so what you do is you run the meridian and uh, they they told me to run the meridian and tell them where the points were and you can do that in your own body you your body is, has little electrical kind of circuitry oh, and
0: you can tap tap into it, yeah
4: I mean, yeah. we're, we're just covered with them. And, and yet we have no knowledge of that. No,
0: no, that's the kind of thing I, I argue. We need to be teaching our kids. I never had the opportunity to learn about our my symptoms being guideposts to back to get us back to health. And so when my kids were raised organically, um, you know, people would, as parents would say, how do you get them to eat Like, Well, that's first, that's all we have. You know, it's not like here's the organic cabinet. Here's the jump. We have some organic junk food, admittedly, but it's all organic. And so I said to the kids as they got old enough to leave you know, the house and do other things, I said, you're going to be offered food that's not organic. I'm not going to get mad at you if you eat it. If you want to try it, go ahead. But I just want you to pay attention to what your body's symptoms, your cells tell you. They're not going to lie. And you'll know immediately whether it's good for you or not because your opportunity hasn't been corrupted from day one like mine was i learned that as an adult right as we're talking about things that we didn't know growing up so the opportunity then to learn about natural healing you don't have to wait for medical school or homeopathic school or naturopathic school as kids you're so connected if we have parents that are connected then they never lose it Mm -hmm. right like we lost it and had to regain it
4: right right yeah i have foster kids and um and the girl, I have uh, twin boy and girl foster kids. And, and the girl, she grew up, you know, wanting to do natural. She went raw de- vegan when she had her two sons. She uh, fed them vegan and uh, homeschooled them. She was a real rebel. Yeah. And um, and my grandson is here this, um, this week. He's 25. And he said when he was 12, he said, I want to eat meat. So that kids will, you know, if and if their parents are open to it, Let kids body, will
0: themselves dis- be their guide. Yeah. Now, yeah. let's do a homeopathic little hit, if you don't mind. Join me. This is a bonus homeopathic hit with Dr. Carolyn Dean on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Let's go. Ah! Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day,
1: right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Good luck pronouncing today's homeopathic hit. It's Ranunculus bulbosus. <laughs> and there it is a little image. It's an, it's a plant, it's a flower, it's a uh, you know, a botanical converted into homeopathic medicine. Thanks to Trinity School and Nutritional Frontiers, Folium PX and others for making this possible to bring these hits for you. They're not deep dives, but they're giving you some introductions to remedies you might have interest in to go further. And here we go. And uh, this is uh, the remedy often known for muscular pains and skin eruptions, but it's more. Remember, we can only hit a few or a couple of these uh, quick hits. Uh, it is um, a homeopathic remedy that is uh, even addressing a lot of things that are affected by weather, right? Some of these remedies are that way. Now, where does it come from? The bulbous buttercup. <laughs> Isn't that nice? A plant known for. There it is. Super Don made a a nice little graphic of the bulbous buttercup as a homeopathic remedy. It's completely safe. As we go back into the PDF document here, you'll see uh, that it's used in a dilute form as we do in homeopathy. So there's no potential toxicity or irritation or aggravation, often for treating muscular and skin conditions and different things like that, uh, even stinging and burning sensations. Physically, ranunculus bulbosis uh, is uh, known for its effectiveness in treating intercostal neuralgias where there's sharp stabbing pain in the ribs, muscular pains that worsen with weather shifts. Also indicated in skin eruptions, especially those with blistering or itchy nature. There's also some eye stuff I don't have time to go into. Mental state, general state of irritability, restlessness associated with these discomforts. So as we move down in this list, and this is a free PDF download, each one of these we do, breaking out some of the indications. Muscular, again, effective or sharp stabbing pains. Uh, skin eruptions, blistering stuff, itchy, burning. Eye issues, various afflictions of the cornea are indicated for this ranunculus, and sensitivity to weather. Uh, remedies in potency, every homeopath's got their favorite potency. I always say the right remedy is more important than the right potency. It's hard to know, but you go with the clinical experience or you just experiment. But I say start low, and you can go higher if you want to. Uh, but consult a homeopath if you you really want to get into the 1Ms, 50LMs, things like that. Now, complementary remedies, that, and these are just some, some considerations, include... Uh, rust toxicodendron, uh, which, you know, is used for muscle pains and, and even uh, skin issues. Also, weather change issues, burning, stinging, apis malefica. Uh Euphorbia is an interesting one. It can be complementary on ranunculus for other skin afflictions. So, um, Dr. Dean, again, these are quick hits, but it's just fun to be able to, you know, oh, take yeah. one remedy and go, here's some things you could consider.
4: Yeah, it totally reminds me. Euphorbia, I think we use that for something called breakbone fever.
0: That's right, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. good memory. And these are the things when we as using our homeopathic knowledge clinical experience, a lot of times you have these memories of certain things you've used it for. And so it becomes, oh yeah, I'll remember it that way. And then when we get to come back and explore each remedy, you're like, oh wow, look, you know, every remedy has so many things it can be overwhelming for people. But this is a wonderful opportunity with you as well to just do a quick hit and and share a little bit more. Now remember, if you have a serious issue. It's not wrong to consult a doctor, although I'd hope the doctor is homeopathic or naturopathic, not one that poisons you back to health. Uh, so do consider that when needed. But just as a conclusion, ranunculus uh valuable homeopathic remedy often muscular pain skin eruptions conditions sensitive to weather shifts and more um the robert mm-hmm. Bell show we're doing this every day we do a live news show the homeopathic hits and remember it's not to replace a doctor if you have or want one but remember to ask your doctor how often he or she has a bowel movement before you hire them because if they're going less than you you know what they're full of <laughs> but I w- i want you to have access to good people and i want you to be that person that knows how to do this so you can help others because there's not enough homeopathic knowledge out there so thank you do you, you for,
4: have a homeopathic kit that that you have for people or
0: I, i'm actually working on one because you know in the expansion of covid we saw a lot of the snake venom remedies keep coming up during covid and then we hear from dr artis about the snake venom peptides and big pharma being a, you know a vector of of poisoning uh so yeah. i'm i'm working on that i haven't even talked about it but you asked uh uh to to really take it up to what we're challenged with today, which is very unusual compared to what we used to be challenged with. So yes, we'll be working on that shortly.
4: Yeah. Because when I was in practice in Toronto, I had a a machine where I could make up homeopathic remedies uh, using a card that had an electronic print on it Mm -hmm. that for the various remedies. So we will repertorize whatever flu or virus was in the air and everybody would get that remedy. So, I mean, it is incredibly useful to have, you know, for the apocalypse that's bound to come.
0: And just like freeze-dried food, homeopathic remedies made, according to the pharmacopeia, will last 100 years or more. They don't go bad. Uh, So you have the ability to access inexpensive medicine. I've even taught people how to make their own. And it may not be officially approved by the Fear and Death Administration, but who cares? It works you can do that. you can even convert your own urine into a medicine for the people that don't want urine therapy oh my gosh we we got a bonus round coming up i don't know if dr dean if you have to run or not if you want to stick around we also have a story you you can hang out yeah okay so we'll get a little bit of bonus time with dr carolyn dean there is a story about generation z those are my kids and they're uh, uh, apparently unwilling to order from the menu at a restaurant. What is that all about? Super Don will help us figure that out when we come back. Also, the next Zoom AMA for our patron supporters is December the 30th. And it's uh, uh, it's an amazing uh, two-hour event. We, we do once a month. And it'll be uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, if you become a patron supporter. And we get give away a lot of free gifts, too, just for thanking y'all for supporting us, me and Super D. And, and it's so great to have Dr. Carolyn Dean back on the show. It was so great to have you here. and. Uh, you. Okay. Stick around. We'll be back in a minute with the bonus round because the power to heal is yours. All right, we're back. Dr. Carolyn Dean is still here. Super Don, could you could you tell I kind of enjoy hanging out with Dr. Carolyn Dean just a little bit?
5: Just a little. Forgot just all little.
3: about Hey, Super hey, Don.
4: Shaperdon.
5: How are you Hello. doing? My God. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's good to have you back on the show. It's been a long time. Thank you.
4: Thanks for keeping this guy in line. My
5: gosh.
0: That's for sure. It's it's a team wow. effort. It's yeah. a big task. Yes. <laughs> big How he has hair on his head still. It's amazing to me.
5: <laughs>
0: Are you jealous? A <laughs> little bit. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, we, we have a good time here all the time. And I'm just, like I said, um, the world is a better place with Carolyn Dean in it. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. Um, and, well, you know, we want to talk about some of these young kids. You mentioned a grandson, Carolyn, is twenty-five. My son is about to turn twenty-four, so you know that's right there at that Gen Z, right, next generation beyond uh, the the millennials and such. We're going to talk about them in a moment. Um, Super Don, any uh, questions, comments, anything on Rumble we should know about as we're hitting a a little bit of the bonus round? All
2: here?
5: quiet in the Rumble chat room today, okay. but people are watching and hanging out. We appreciate you guys. Thanks for being there. And yes. another shout out, as I I try and do more often. Mr. Yeah. our folks on the podcast who who are picking this up uh, after we're done being live, we really do appreciate you. Uh, I don't think we say that enough.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm grateful for you. You're you're actually in the majority. Most most people tend to listen when they can, and it's not always live. And some folks that are patron supporters can't join us on the Zoom lives, but you have access to the videos. We have them all recorded for you. So even if you uh, haven't been a, a member of the Patreon community, you can you can see all of them that we have we were banned by YouTube a couple of years back during COVID. Of course we lost some shows then, but you know, we're going strong on rumble and other platforms that haven't banned us. So, uh, you know, we, we keep it up. Now there's some upcoming events. I know Dr. Dean you used to attend the health freedom expos, particularly when they were like West coast, but you've been to a bunch of them and we have the virtual health freedom expo, which replays everything from October, but then adds some stuff. That'll happen, uh, February 17th and 18th. I'm also going to go to San Antonio, um, uh, February 2nd and 3rd for the um, Autism Health Summit with Tracy Slepcevic, Dr. Brian Hooker, James Lyons-Weiler, uh, Paul Bertero, my buddy's going to be there, uh, Dr. Andy Wakefield, Del Bigtree, and that's going to be a lot of fun. I, I don't know if you're getting out to many events anymore. I mean, like, why would you leave paradise where you are?
4: Well, um, I'm going to do the Trinity event on uh, February awesome. 17th, I think. So, um, virtual. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Obviously, I didn't get the shot, so I, I didn't travel. I wouldn't get something poked up my nose because mm-hmm. they could probably implant something. So, yeah. anyway, but uh, that being said, the, the vaccine helped so many people, right? Don't we have to say that? <laughs> right. So yes. we don't get canceled? Oh,
5: my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> nod, nod, <nodded>, wink, wink. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Say more, say oh more.
4: <laughs> but yeah, this virtual uh, thing that uh, Julie invited me to.
0: yeah Yeah, i'm excited we have the next steps conference coming up in march uh in the atlanta area at lake lanier um and uh that's the resort outside of atlanta that's gonna be fun as well shout out to tia severino next steps.info check that out and uh what is this about post-millennials my kids age going to restaurants and not wanting to order what is this all about super don
5: yeah this is the gen z's this is the the youngest ones um and I, i i missed this this article last week completely but this is one of those ones that you look at and you go, what? <laughs> apparently, uh, you know, and we've covered in the past here about mm-hmm. how there seems to be more anxiety with the younger generation. They suffer from these anxieties. Mm-hmm. And But I had never heard of this one here. This one's called menu anxiety. <laughs> and apparently, this mm-hmm. is a real thing. Uh, they, they did a survey. This was in the U.K., Okay. Uh, and they found that 86% of Gen Z adults, which are these are the, the kids, I call them kids because I can. Yeah. I, I've reached that age now where I can call them kids. Yes. Uh, 18 to 24 in this study admitted that they have suffered from menu anxiety when dining in restaurants. And apparently 34% uh, reported feeling so anxious. And this is just trying to figure out what to eat, right? At a yeah. restaurant. They were so anxious, they wind up asking other people at the table to speak to the waiter on their behalf.
0: Right. Now, we were talking about this before we went on the air. We were talking, <laughs> and uh, my daughter, who's 18, is in the room. And she also, she did admit that there was a time where she did not feel comfortable. But she said it was because I didn't want, I felt awkward <clears throat> making them do any work, right? She's not oh, used yeah. to like... Ha- she, we've not had servants i guess so uh, but she's like now she's like no i'm fine now dad but uh anyway it was funny so it was like there was something there about not wanting to i don't know for what reason but that was one reason i heard anyway yeah
4: well i think it's an anxiety it's part of the anxiety that people have i could say it's a magnesium deficiency
3: mm-hmm. you yeah. so
4: i because the, we didn't even talk about how magnesium controls the muscles and the nerves, so that if you have a magnesium deficiency into the muscle cells and the nerve cells, too much calcium uh, goes in and creates a hyperactivation of those cells. Mm-hmm. And that can be interpreted as as feeling anxious. You know, tight yeah. muscles, you're anxious.
5: These it seem can't. like situational anxieties, though, which I think it's just interesting. These 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 younger kids, this Generation Z. In fact, you know, it's interesting. Uh, there's a, a radio station uh, in California. There's, mm-hmm. like, have you ever heard of Brock Holloway? I've not. Yeah, he's an investigational reporter, and um, he does these investigations. He's it's like at a local uh, radio station there, yeah, and he's he just actually like Columbo. Yeah, kind of right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he he actually, he did this, there's a, uh, he's doing a documentary that's coming up here, I think this summer, mm-hmm. uh, that has to do with Generation Z anxieties. And he actually did a, a short commercial just recently.
1: This summer, join us for a special investigative documentary where we uncover a growing concern that's gripping the nation's youth. Gen Z, a generation celebrated for its digital fluency and social media expertise, now faces a formidable adversary, anxiety. The first of these is menu anxiety, a paralyzing fear that strikes young adults when confronted with the Herculean task of choosing a meal in a restaurant. Our investigation reveals the depth of this crisis, where making a decision on what to eat becomes an ordeal akin to a high stakes diplomatic negotiation. (laughs) But the rabbit hole goes deeper. Emoji overload anxiety haunts the text messages of millions where the wrong emoji could inadvertently spark international tensions. The gravity of this situation cannot be overstated. A misplaced smiley face could be the butterfly that triggers a hurricane. Then we explore the chilling paralysis of streaming service selection syndrome. Here, the simple act of choosing a show to watch morphs into an existential crisis leaving many trapped in a limbo of endless scrolling or just watching the menu screen for hours. That's me. Our journey into this digital dystopia continues with infinite tab disorder. Imagine the horror of having hundreds of browser tabs open, a digital labyrinth with no escape, where the information you seek remains perpetually elusive. And the crisis culminates with charger cord conundrum. (laughs) In a world where a charged phone is a lifeline, the sheer panic of a dying battery and a missing charger cord sends shockwaves through the Gen Z population. As we delve into these alarming developments, one question looms large, can a solution be found or are we witnessing the dawn of a new era of despair? Join us as we search for answers in this labyrinth of modern anxieties, where the fate of a generation hangs in the balance. (laughs)
0: <laughs> sounds serious. That's I, awesome. I'm, oh,
5: I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that sounds like a. I think, really- I
0: think it's a magnesium deficiency. I agree with Dr. Dean. I'll cross the yeah. board. Oh, or it's I,
4: tech body. We call yeah. it tech body where tech body. we, these kids are so involved with technology. They don't have human interaction. So they don't, they don't know how to negotiate any sort of outside physical actually human interaction. Humans.
0: Yeah, yeah. And me, mm-hmm. if I see like these places, like if you're in the airport, some of these restaurants, they don't allow for interface and you have to digitally do a keyboard t- or a, a screen, press what you want, pay for it. And it's like, I don't I don't like that at all. I, I like I insist that I have to talk to you and order from you or else I'm not doing it. I mean, that's how stubborn I am about that. Now, one of the anxieties you pointed out was the uh, tab, multiple tab. I, this happened to my mom who like had an iPhone. And she didn't know how to use it. Of course, she's you know eighty nine, whatever. And and I looked at her phone. It's like she says it's not working. I'm like, and I opened up her browser. There must have been a hundred tabs open. <laughs> she had no idea.
5: That's easy to do. Yeah. Yeah,
0: she didn't. But but she didn't know. It's like every time she would open it, she didn't know. I was like, close them all, and then suddenly the phone works again. But uh, you know, so it's not just Gen Z, I guess. Well, uh, I think we'll that cut that them happened. some slack, I guess. Huh. Yeah
4: yeah the technology though where uh, when you're grown, uh, when you're born plugged in it's gonna change you it's it's gonna create a whole new brain that mm-hmm. that us quote adults haven't got a clue but uh, I mean I look at my grandsons and I think they're normal because they were homeschooled for a number of years and they got it you know they ate vegans so they know about diets and they they make contact i can talk to my grandson as i did you know his mother at the same mm-hmm. age so it it's about um, socializing these kids mm-hmm. and not just leaving them with their phones it used to be leaving them with their tv and then right. with a computer and now it's with their phones just in orders that the parents can be working two jobs to keep up with the how crazy the economy has gotten bidenomics
0: the, the federal reserve the, and biden yeah all of that stuff once again yeah. let's get jonathan eboard in the u.s senate we'll all be better doesn't mean it's the only thing but hey that's a good good start on one level and then grow your own food and do like dr carolyn dean is support local organic biodynamic farmers or become one and uh that will be our path forward um, out of the zombie apocalypse.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You look good, hey, Robert. I'm glad you're still doing what you're doing. Thank you so much.
0: Can you believe we're about to start my 25th year in broadcasting next year? No. They said it wouldn't last. I don't know who they are, but they, they were wrong.
4: <laughs> they were wrong. I know. When I refuse to give up. People say, Oh, are you retired? And it's like, what? man, I didn't Did even what? start yeah, I didn't even start my company until I was retirement age. So, yeah, we just keep going. When we love something, you know, why stop?
0: <laughs> exactly. That's the living example I love for people to hear and see. That it isn't about how old you are. It's about, you know, your passion for life, your mission. And at any age, you can do the, the most extraordinary things. Is You know, in my young life, like I said, I was chronically ill and had to find my way out. And now I'm appreciating life so much because of what I didn't have in terms of my health as a young person, even though I did stuff. I mean, I wasn't in a wheelchair or anything, but I had times where I I was hobbling along. Uh, but the reality is until you appreciate life then you, and you approach everything with a great de- degree of gratitude, you may not find what the potential for your life is. And even the gratitude for the things that kind of suck because they're, they're there to help us ultimately, I believe.
4: But what you went through, you know, toxicity, chronic fatigue and all that that to me is what long COVID is now.
0: Exactly. Because, exactly.
4: you know, either, either they got jabbed or they had COVID. They got put on antibiotics and, mm-hmm. and steroids for the most part. They ended up with yeast overgrowth and mineral deficiencies because they needed that zinc yeah. in order to, to, and, and silver. Silver yeah. was incredibly Fish important.
0: Enough. And Dr. Dean, yeah. that reminds me, you know, I'm going to be doing a, uh, I don't know what it's called, Don, but I, I think it's the long COVID or long haul or recovery thing that we're doing. It's, it's like a summit. And um, I would be remiss if I didn't invite you to be part of it. If you don't mind, I would love to have you on board because, you know, you, you know as much as anybody and we'll have a great time bringing some good stuff out for that summit. And it's you know going to be cranking up in the new year. But uh, we'll connect because I need to re- you know record soon with you, maybe even over the holidays if you're not too busy.
4: Oh, I'm fine. Every day's a holiday. So I don't, okay. I don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. I got to get your updated uh, number because I think I still have your 718 number from back in New York. So don't say it right now, but let's make That's sure. That's how long it's
5: can, been. Huh? Yeah.
0: Well, no, I mean, I, I've been in touch, but I just don't know. Yeah. In my phone, it was like coming up as a fax machine. I'm like, oh, that does not work. <laughs> <laughs> funny,
4: funny, funny. Yeah. The, as soon as um, COVID came along, I said, we're going to have, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome right. because it was just being pushed so much that it had to be treated with drugs. And we've never treated viruses with drugs right. to that extent. Exactly. And that's what sort of holds <laughs> it into the body and, and and extends it. And the fear, I mean the amount of fear, if you look at German New Medicine, the conflict basis of disease, mm-hmm. they created so much of this disease by scaring the bejesus out right. of people. Yeah. It was horrible.
0: you're right and that's a big part of what i want to talk with you about in terms of overcoming it so um yeah that's it you're in
4: (laughs) okay
0: that was easy that was easy i know all i have to do is like oh yeah come on Mm -hmm. let's go so let's do it so anything else uh before we wrap up here dr carolyn dean it's so so good you're always a breath of fresh air and and a ray of sunshine and uh, thank thank you
4: Well, I, I'm going to try to promote the the new book, Magnesium: The Missing Link to Total Health. You can pre-order it. It should be out within a couple of weeks. Oh, it's great. um It's a, a Kindle and a print-on-demand. Okay. So Amazon has really ruined the publishing industry for sure yeah. now yeah. because um, you don't—they don't buy ten thousand books from Random House anymore. They get an order and they print it and they have it to you within a week or 10 days. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Well, as soon as that's out, let me know. We'll do another show as well. But again, we'll uh, coordinate a time so I can interview you for the long hauler concept of recovery. Uh, Right now, a lot of people are suffering. So uh, that'll be a great addition to the upcoming summit.
4: Okay. Thank you so much, Robert. And Super Dougie.
0: (laughs) Super Dougie. I like that. I like that
4: i know i like <laughs> it better than super Uh the super Dougie is so <laughs> cute so okay adorable. thank you gentlemen i Aloha. will i will go to the beach look look out oh. At my.
0: oh man <laughs> i'm coming for a visit you got a spare bedroom <laughs> oh thank geez I
4: know. awesome
0: i gotta time it right because i'm That's coming a to dream visit. come I, true I'm long right overdue.
4: There. Yeah. yeah no seriously i i have a second house that uh, i put aside for people to visit so any time
0: twist my arm carolyn twist my arm on there there you go I love you so much big hugs yeah.
4: yeah what's that that people do they make a heart with their hands in That's some right. weird way and then okay. some people
0: say it's an egyptian symbol of take over the world i don't know those things even <laughs> oh, I'm like geez. it looks like a heart to me <laughs> okay.
4: And then you just put up your middle finger and be done nice. with it. There you <laughs> go. Good. That's super
0: done. Get off my lawn. I that's love right. It. All right, Dr. All right. Dean. God bless you. Love you. Enough. Thank we'll you. Talk again, real soon.
4: Thank you, guys. Bye, bye.
0: All right. See ya. Oh, that was fun. Just uh, a great reunion. Uh, you know, we've done some stuff over the years. You know, in this realm, and she's still going strong and looking great. Again, that's it. When you live your life, you live your passion, your mission. That's what happens. It doesn't stop. So. Um, beautiful, beautiful show today. As I mean, this is the last show before Christmas for us, I think. Are we going to – we're taking a few days off?
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be okay. back on Wednesday of next week.
0: Wow. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Okay.
5: That's what you told me. Wow. I got a lot to do. We've there. got 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th off.
0: Well, I know that um, – That now, down granted, is, we but,
5: will be working – Oh yeah, yeah. During that time, but we just be won't doing be doing live shows.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, please and thank you. I will say that about your support for uh, what we do here. And if you aren't already a patron supporter, and you want to join us for the, the by
5: the way, yeah. want to welcome Sally Saxon uh, joined hey, us Sally. on Patreon this morning.
0: How awesome is that, Sally Saxon? She has a great podcast. She interviewed me recently. We'll let us know when when that'll be on, but uh, it'll yep. be great to have Sally in on the uh, the Zoom AMA coming up on the thirtieth, which is. December thirtieth, the last Saturday of the calendar year twenty twenty three. Uh, it's going to be Sally Saxon. I
5: think I already mentioned, but this and this was uh, earlier in the month. Steve and Dana Erickson, mm-hmm. and uh, Alexander. The uh, from uh, I forget where where Alexander was from. We were talking with him. It was another. I think it's another 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 country.
0: Alexander uh, from Alexandria.
5: Something no, like not that. really. Yeah, but um, yeah.
0: Now, yeah, I remember Alex is from somewhere in Eastern Europe, I think.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, was it Serbia? Serbia?
5: S- yeah, something like Bosnia, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe that was it.
0: So yes, <laughs> so. thank you for the uh, you know the worldwide support we're getting, and uh, for each of you that. Uh, well, and us. let me just say, yeah.
5: <clears throat> um, I don't know what it is, but you know, mm-hmm. every once in a while, especially towards the end of the year, uh, I I just I get I feel inspired, and yeah. so during this Christmas break, I'll be working on some new stuff um as far as visually for the show um but uh over on patreon you know we got some stuff with the the homeopathic hits that are going up there now we've got these these kind of funny comedic bits that i'm putting together those are going up there as well Uh, by the way how did you like brock holloway
0: where did that come from is that i'd never heard of brock holloway
5: yeah yeah it's like we're gonna hear from him more really yeah so investigative reporter from uh a radio station there in, in pacific bluff i love the colombo uh, jacket
0: that he chose it's very, very
5: yeah you like that i mean it's yeah. he's um he looks very yeah you know, like i mean i i yeah. don't know what can you say you know you just want to hear what this guy has to say conglomeration
0: just, of a lot of things brock just looking at him
5: so yeah we'll awesome. hear more from brock halloway
0: as time goes on yeah. but uh well also uh detox dialogues we're going to be detox
5: watching. dialogues coming up those will be going up as well yeah. on uh the patreon so a lot of added what do you what do they call it uh value uh, value, value, added? value added content going up there on patreon for you guys um and for for there are some people that're kind of just hanging out uh kind of checking out what's going on on patreon because you can sign up for a free account there mm-hmm. and there are there are uh there there w- will be some uh posts that will go up there that uh people who have a free account will be able to have access to but you know the majority of it's going to be for paid okay. supporters
0: well so. thank you for supporting us that way and and just share the show yeah. uh, remember also the great folks in nutritional frontiers and jamie dorley and christine Klein and the crew they have the rsb 15 discount which is great because you can double dip on other discounts they have um trinity school we mentioned the trinity school.org um the it, I think we're going to have a Trinity graduate spotlight next week as well. If I'm not mistaken, maybe on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, but yeah, plan for the new year. You know, learn body, mind, spirit, healing, real healing. And, um, you know, Bobri is really bringing it still. I'm so excited every time Serbia. I hear another story. Uh, oh, he's from Serbia. That Lori. Uh, Alexander Laurie. said Serbia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bobri. Uh, Lori also said that she's been on the um, folium for about a week and her eyesight's mm-hmm. improving. This is kind of like what happened with mom. She's like, energy came back. I'm like, dude, I'm not exaggerating this, right? Oh,
5: you,
0: David. must have been listening. He called her. <laughs> How cool is that? Well, what yeah, a surprise was... call. Just got off the phone with Bobbery. not to call you while the Robert Scott Bell show is on. You're busy.
5: <laughs> Get off my phone.
0: Right? Oh, my gosh. Any other announcements and things? If there's any other breaking news, I mean, we could always break in and do stuff, but... Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of catching up to do a lot of planning as well. And, um, you know, we're talking about this long COVID type long hauler summit that we're producing. Uh, I've got a lot of interviews to coordinate, so there's a, it won't be completely downtime, but honestly, when we don't have a live show to do, it really does free up the opportunity to focus on things that we normally don't have time to do. So, but there'll be really good on course. And if you're not listening every day, can probably miss them. So Super Don picks them well so don't don't forget to share the show even even the encores are good they don't really go bad
5: yes sir and it will be nice to take a little bit of time put our feet up um, Mm -hmm. and enjoy family and kids and grandkids and stuff over the the holiday uh, well actually it's not the holiday I I guess you could call it a holiday weekend it's not really though it's weird Christmas being on, on a Monday yeah you know, but well, it makes I mean, it a
0: three-day weekend regardless. But we're going to take yeah. Boxing Day as well, so to go boxing, literally. That's right. Me. Yeah, you probably will. And then you picking it up in the new year, right? You're gearing up, right? New stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, going to
5: going to do an overhaul of the uh, the kitchen. Yeah, and the pantry.
0: Okay.
5: And. um gonna go uh, check things out at the gym and and uh, see what happens (laughs) (laughs) I expect good things it's gonna be fun I know like you know as you get older and you fall on your face numerous times you kind of you know hopefully anyway you learn yeah uh, you know what to do and what not to do and how to do it and stuff so I, 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 um, I think I'm going into it with the right mindset and um it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve but it's 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 necessary it's just it's one of those things where both my wife and i we've kind of reached a point we kind of spent a good part of our our lives beating ourselves up and so now we're kind of paying for that a (laughs) little bit uh and so it's kind of like you know yeah in hindsight oh yeah i should have should have done something like this earlier but doing it now so uh we'll 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 uh i'll 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 share the progress with you as we go along
0: all right sounds good sounds good and do you need me to do anything or not do anything to help and support that
5: dude i mean we've only been doing this together now for 18 years i kind of i think i kind of have a handle on what it is i'm supposed to do and not supposed to do (laughs) uh you know uh it's
0: about me what do i know to what to do and not do that's what i'm asking Yeah,
5: i mean you know if I ever have questions, I always ask, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, you know it's just it's just changing changing diet, um going completely organic and being a a a stickler about it, you know, mm-hmm.
0: how far away is the why from you?
5: It's not that there's nothing far away from me here in this town. I mean it's really? like
0: well like, let's say it snowed,
5: it would take well, me probably five minutes to get there driving
0: can even in the snow
5: okay 10 minutes in the snow <laughs>
0: so does, does the y close for snow or do they stay open
5: i don't i don't you know it, for the most part no, nothing really closes much i mean it really has to snow okay uh for it to be an issue or it has to be really really uh slick out there right. and they'll close the schools and stuff and but i don't know about the Y. that's a good yeah. question all right you know but whatever you know the thing is if the y closes it doesn't mean that i i just Can't move, you know. I mean, I just have to figure out something else to do. So, yeah,
0: we'll get you some aerobic sized tapes.
5: I'd love to find room for like a recumbent bike in this house somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible, but that's kind of my thing. You
0: got to move the dollhouse out of the way.
5: Yeah, it's still there. It doesn't get played with as much as it used to, but I'm
0: thinking it's time to retire it and put something more useful for you.
5: Yeah. Jukebox.
0: (laughs) Well, if you're going (laughs) to dance.
5: Uh, popcorn machine. No. Um, yeah, no, you're right. You're 100% right. So, anyway, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see what All happens. Right.
0: So, um, there might be some emails going out during the break, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep. Sent out some alerts, announcements, special deals and offers into the year. See if you can add the Paragenius Foundation in the notes today. I, I had no idea Dr. Dean was doing That's that. Really That's really so cool. Awesome. Yeah.
5: It's really cool when you take a look at what it is that. She's doing and yeah. what they're doing there in the community with that right that's pretty dang yeah, awesome genius. you know there's there there's a farm here uh we, I, we used to go to the farmer's market mm-hmm. when it was open um and there's a guy that was that sold these just amazing looking vegetables and and stuff yeah and apparently he has a farm that he's wanting to sell okay and it's like a, a package deal where it's like he wants like a million bucks. Yeah. Somebody's here. Well <sighs> Anyway.
0: Finish the and, story. At least. And
5: that 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 includes like six months of tra- of training um on how to run the farm. Wow. And it has like several like four four houses or something like that on the property and all that kind of stuff. And it, obviously I can't afford, but I saw that and I was like, you know, for the right person, yeah. Uh something like that would be totally cool. Uh, yeah. um you know it's an organic farm wow. um and and like i said the guy's just like hey look I'll, a million bucks you get the i forget how many acres it was and it had houses and the whole thing and he would like train you for six months on how to well, do here, everything right.
0: you go approach this doc or this the farmer uh-huh. and say hey i got a big email list if i stand on email promoting this property if, if somebody buys it could i have a commission that would be for you
5: <laughs> finder's fee
0: finder's fee that's right, right. Yeah, and bird so who dog knows, feed. somebody in our audience might want to buy an <clears throat> organic farm. There you go. Okay. All right. I like it. Just yeah. thinking creatively. Yeah. So.
5: Not me, though. That's yeah. just too much work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, isn't, uh, it isn't. I wouldn't involved, be able to do uh,
5: this if I, I – mean, there's, there's right? no way. But um, yeah. anyway. Anyway, and then she was talking about CSAs, and I'm just like, ah, I, th- I know that we've got to have something like that around here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's definitely something that we'll – we'll want to get plugged into and uh i know where the local butcher is here so yeah yeah we're just gonna just just gonna go for
0: it i'm excited this is great all right well keep it up fuzzball yep and all uh, all y'all wonderful christmas new year we'll be talking before the new year we should
5: check in yeah we will pop up one way or another whether it's a facebook live or an instagram live or
0: yeah, if or, you have questions, comments, suggestions for the new year, 866-939-2355, leave a message, or, uh, you know, right on the website.
5: And, you know, mm-hmm. I try and remember to do this every year, and this mm-hmm. will, this would will be something I'll bring up next week when we're back. Uh, end of the year, starting a new year, this is the time where I try and ask you, the listeners and the viewers, what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, what you'd like to see different on the show. Um. And so put that in your thinking caps mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll address that next week, you know, whether it's uh, dropping an email or leaving a voicemail or whatever, because it's just kind of, I don't know, for me, it's just like, here we go into the new year. I want to try and inject, you know, some sort of, of you know, different or, or renewed energy into the creative side of what we're doing here. And we want this show, we want this show to be something you guys like, you know? Obviously, some of you keep coming back for some reason, uh, and we appreciate that. But uh, at the very
0: least, yeah. we want to be the show that doesn't. Yeah. Suck.
5: We want we want to we want to improve things constantly. Yeah. You know, we want we don't want to get stagnant. We don't want to sit there and think we know it all because we don't. Um, and so your input is important. And so, if there's something we can do to improve things or add things, uh, we want to hear hear about it. Doesn't mean we'll do it, but we want to hear about it. Yeah. And we'll do what we can.
0: All right, I like it all right good all right ah. let's get out of here all right merry christmas
5: to everybody or is hanukkah over
0: yeah i believe so
5: okay well yeah. hope you had a nice hanukkah yeah merry christmas happy kwanzaa uh is that how they say it whatever it is you celebrate if you celebrate
0: the return of the light on the shortest day of the year i've got to get out and get some sun before it goes down and then we'll start getting some longer days but maybe colder because winter has officially begun in the northern hemisphere
5: yeah All right. Well, you guys have a good one, however you celebrate it. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, back live next week. Love you. Thank you. Talk to you later.